Hello, good evening, and welcome to another live edition of the Cantina Emekis podcast, a barroom conversation about the world of soccer and in particular Liga Emekis. But we will touch base on a lot of uh, news in and around the world of soccer. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. My name is John Chagou. As always, a distinguished panel of guests will be joining us tonight. A lot to talk about. Uh, we have a, a gigantic, a gigantic duel for one of our one of our panelists, who uh, frankly is a little confused right now, and uh, you know he's going to have to deal with a lot of that this weekend with uh, the two teams that are playing. So we'll we'll be discussing that. We'll also be talking about uh, Juan Carlos Osorio's list. His the, the, the famous list came out. Give people like us something to talk about for the next few days in regard to the friendly that Mexico will be playing against Iceland next week in Las Vegas, where uh, the Cantina Mekis podcast will have presence. Uh, we will have a few folks that will uh, be there live at the game, and they'll give us their uh, report post-game. So it should be very uh, interesting next week. Also going to talk a little USA. They uh, had their first friendly with uh, Bruce Arena back at the helm. And again, we had presence there at uh, Qualcomm Stadium. One of our panelists was able to go to the game and uh, hung around the mix zone after the game and uh, talked to some of the players and coaches, uh, asked uh, Bruce Arena uh, a couple of questions at the press conference. So we're very, very happy to get that, that information as well. So please uh, join us here on live on YouTube uh, with via chat Ask us your questions and comments. I'm actually very bad at looking at the chat on YouTube. I need to have uh, a better way of uh, of doing that myself. I'm not sure why that uh, I can't seem to get the hang of that. Uh, keep that window open. I have uh, too many monitors to look at, I guess. But uh, please feel free to uh, give us your questions on the chat, and I will I will make an extra an extra effort tonight to answer those questions here on the Dosa Andu. There I did it again on the Cantina Mekis podcast. So. Again, my name is John Jagu. Thank you guys for joining us. And uh, let's get right to it. So uh, we have with us tonight, uh, we had with us uh, Albert at Chiki Scampa, our technical director, but he is under the weather. So he is like like the true champ that he is. He was able to uh, do his technical magic in order to get us up and running on the air. So we do appreciate him for that, but he is under the weather. I'm sure that the, the Cedar's last gasp finally got him as it, it seems to get everybody in the Austin area this time of year. So uh, we uh, we hope that Albert uh, feels better. And remember, you know, tequila, it's it's not a joke. The stuff works. It's medicinal. And you know, I know, I know, it's, I know it sounds cliche, but Joel, I'm sure that you you would agree with me that uh, when you're sick, a uh, couple of shots of tequila will make every make everything feel better. That that does the trick, John. It is pretty amazing how how medicinal it is. In, in all honesty. Joel Aceves joins us from uh, South Los Angeles. Joel, how are you this evening? Pretty good, John. Pretty good. Missed, missed the Copa MX game. Uh, Chivas Merida. So a little bit bummed about that. But uh, in, in, in addition to you missing the game, you uh, unfortunately missed your... Uh, your boy, your gallo, Carlos Fierro, got the goal right at the right at the end of the first half, and that's how they were able to win one nothing. So, not only did did they miss a game, but you you could have come on and gloated. You could have come on and just jumped right into it and given us one of your. <laughs> but uh, 
it didn't happen because you didn't get you didn't, and then of course what do you do you turn on the tv and then who's on but but your 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 arch rival nemesis Guamanica. oh man no no yeah i'm i'm happy for uh for Fierro, man he's he was one of the you know promising players of the 2011 under 17 uh, championship. one of the few promising players of that team so you had your chance, Juan. You, you had your chance to come on and do. And instead, you turn on the TV, and then it just—it's awful. This happens to you. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, as it is, Joel. So you're, so you're Carlos Fierro. You've had high hopes for him for a while now. You were right. He was one of the. Bright stars. I think a lot of people uh, had him pegged for for uh, superstardom, or at least uh, stardom. You know, maybe not superstardom. And uh, I almost feel like that they threw him to the wolves just uh, just a little bit too early. They didn't give really give him a chance to uh, develop as a really you know as a person, uh, an athlete, and then as you know ultimately as a professional. Yeah, or or even like win his starting spot. They were, they were just trying to churn out the next Chicharo. And also, what affected him was that there was a lot of changes in in not not just in the coach of the of the first team, but also like youth coaches and and uh, and in the team not having a second division squad anymore. So I think all of those things factored in, and, and uh, you know. But you still hold out hope. You uh, you still light 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 his candle every night. Hey, the talent is there, man. Uh, so. Glad to see also uh, Chin Gomez, you know, scoring that golazo uh, against Santos. He's he, with Coras. He did La Momia, you know, which is why we said last week, and we'll, and we'll bring in our, our other panelist who, who's on with us uh, uh, here in a second. But you know, he's, he's, he scored that in Torreon. He scored his his Chilena when he was you know bandaged up and concussed practically against against none other than the Germans in Torreon. Nominated for goal of the year, La Momia Gomez, and then apparently he uh, has the uh, the Marquito uh, the Marquito Carlos Peña uh, desire to uh, have fun is uh, <laughs> what I heard last week on one of the shows, uh, and it just you know his uh, it just hasn't really happened for him. But uh, but again, I mean, if he's scoring those goals in Torreon, Daniel Preciado, you I mean, <clears throat> you would want you know I mean at least take a chance on him. if that's the only place he scores great goals. Hey, being that he's at Coras, Chivas has first dibs at that since uh, Iguera owns Coras. Well, so. he was uh, he was uh, you know put on loan. I guess they ended up buying him all right. But yeah, he's uh, so he's. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Daniel Presado, are you with us? Have you been able to uh, flip over? I yet? am. Um, I'm in. I'm in line at Vons. I was trying to make it a true campina, so I'm buying. I'm buying some whiskey. All right. What kind of what kind of whiskey do uh, do do we drink? Tell them or do. Is that an Irish whiskey or a Scottish whiskey? It, uh, Irish. And do you drink that straight up neat on the rocks, or do you mix it with like Orange Crush? Um, usually neat or 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 uh, with rocks. Yeah. See, yeah. so you're so tough that you don't drink it actually with ice. You actually drink it with rocks. No, I That's... just don't like. I'm just I'm not a big fan of the sweets. That's. That is impressive. Well, Dan, we do have a, uh, uh, you know, first of all, thank you for joining us. Uh, we had asked you about La Momia Gomez. If he scores fantastic goals in, 
it, oh, and it seems only in Torreon shouldn't he shouldn't he be a player that that that, that is on Santos's radar? I definitely have to start uh, reconsidering that. Uh, seeing as that, uh, I didn't realize he, he had so many good goals against us. But uh, yeah, um, well, it's not it's not necessarily against you. I remember he was the one that scored the uh, the Chilena against the Germans, and that was in Torreon too. So, uh, and you guys got some good memory. It's it's it is uh, Joel. Is it an affliction, or or do you think it's like a like a you know like like, 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 like an enhancement, you know, like a, an personality enhancement? That we know all this ridiculous stuff. It could be a curse, John, because that means you forget other you forget other other stuff. That's you, very true. That's very you true. forget life events. Now, Dan, you uh. You were the one who uh, came to uh, you uh, made I'm it here. to. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just uh, just loading up something here. You went to San Diego for us. It was your uh, it was your 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 first uh, your first go around. Hey, here he is! Here he is! Oh, you broke your cherry! <laughs> so so congratulations! You That's you went great. to your you went to your first press box. How was it? Tell us it was all about it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I was, obviously, uh, I was kind of nervous. Um, just uh, the my accreditation, my the, the email with all the information was I don't know some kind of mixed point. I didn't get it on time, so I uh, I ended up going to the stadium, not really knowing what to do. Um, no, but dude, luckily, I did. I, 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 Go ahead. Uh, I ended up checking my email last second, and then um, she had sent it that morning. So, so yeah, I just uh, I ran downstairs uh, to the press conference just in time. Um, just probably about 15 minutes before uh, Bruce Arena went went up there and started talking about the for the pregame stuff. Yeah, was so, the, uh, yeah was the room full or was it just like the same old? Um, it was I would say maybe three quarters full. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, no, it, it was good. Um, I didn't really realize what the etiquette was as far as asking questions, so I didn't really know, like, do I just raise my hand or was I supposed to talk to someone beforehand? So Did I they wasn't, have I was, uh, someone walking around with a microphone? So they that, had a couple microphones on either on on both sides. Yeah, yeah. Usually the etiquette is, uh, and Juan, maybe I know that you you oh, go to most I thought, press I thought I had. Go ahead. Oh. Uh, give me a sec, John. Yeah, yeah. So usually the etiquette, Joel, and you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like when I when I go to press conferences, you just have to get the attention of of the uh, the microphone girl. She'll give you the microphone, and then you have it. And then if there's like a moderator, the moderator say, "Okay, uh, you know, it, you know, right side toward the back," and then you stand up and you go, uh, "You know, for another tal with the blah blah blah," and then you ask your question. Uh, yeah, that, it, that's it, how it, I've seen it. Yeah, so it's very formal and. Uh, now, obviously, it could be like I mean, I, I go to post game press conferences with uh, with with Coach Bareja at the, at FC Dallas, and it, it is very informal. It's just you know, it's like it's like five or ten guys and uh, and uh, five or ten guys and gals rather, a couple of cameras and Coach actually uh, Coach Bareja is really impressive because he answers questions uh, in both in English and Spanish, and then if he answers one in English, and uh, he will. Upon request, if a, one of the Spanish-speaking reporters says, "Coach, 
would you mind answering that question in Spanish? And he'll answer it in Spanish. And likewise, if you ask him a question in Spanish, then he will, he'll answer it in Spanish, and he will just automatically repeat his answer in English as well. And, and, he, would actually, and he actually phrases the question uh, as part of his answer. So. But no, I, so, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, no, I eventually I just, I, I kind of just worked up the courage and just said, oh, well, like, I figure what's the worst that could happen. So I just, yeah, I stuck my hand up and yeah. they called on me. Did you walk in with your bottle of Irish whiskey? You just like slam one down and, all right, I'm asking the question now. And you get that liquid courage. Fired up and asked the, ask the question. Uh, no, no, no. I, I didn't need any alcohol on this occasion. I, I figured uh, I didn't want to get too brave either. I might ask. The, I might phrase the question in a, hey, Bruce, uh, a professional I question, manner. Hey, Bruce, I have a question for you, Bruce. Yeah. No, but you and then the question you asked him was uh, in regard. Well, you tell us what, what, what was the question you asked. Well, to be honest with you, I, I was surprised that no one was really hitting him with anything too. Like, I guess the first few questions were pretty soccer yeah. related, but then after a while, just kind of like, oh, they Soft started balls. talking about MLS. Yeah, it seemed like it. So I just, I was curious to see, like, you know, what he what kind of approach they were going to go with as far as like qualifiers are concerned and what can we could expect. So I just asked basically, you know, cause he's had, he just barely got his, uh, his team or his, uh, MLS. Those are excellent team. questions, Dan. I'm yeah, so I, people weren't asking that given that that's, that should be the main thing. World cup qualifying and in the position the U S is in right now, how, uh, you know, right. They, they, they can't afford bad results. Anymore, uh, so, so yeah. Well, there it wasn't. It wasn't like all, but like some of it was like, eh. But but like, there was there was plenty of, of as far as like uh, what what we could expect to see, and and he was actually he seemed pretty forthright, pretty uh, open about what what the deal is. So I just kind of wanted to get a little bit more detail and say, you know, like, well, what can we expect? You know, like, does that limit you uh, tactically? Seeing is that you barely worked with the players. He kind of mentioned that it's been. It had been difficult training because it's been raining for like weeks in LA, um, and that it was just there's they've had some issues with the training where it hasn't been as as, as well as it as it could have gone. And uh, just ask him if uh, if all that stuff considered for the fact that he hasn't seen any of the guys in Europe, was that going to limit his tactics in the qualifiers? <clears throat> and uh, he basically said yes. Uh, he. Uh, he pretty much uh, indicated that we're going to see a four-five-one or version of it um, in every so game. Right probably. back to bunker, then, right? He, it's not back to bunker. He's just being pragmatic. He's just like, let's do what we do best. I mean, uh, some people are asking, like, uh, as far as uh, he's open about his biggest. Uh, it seemed like his biggest concern is uh, our fullbacks, both sides. Um. Well, so it's, basically, these two games are basically trying to find uh, trying to find fullbacks for the for those qualifiers because I get and some midfielders because Jermaine Jones is, is uh, out for with uh, in for suspension. I think you know I almost feel like we should bring uh, Daniel on after after the next game just because uh, you know he's uh, he follows the U.S. a little more closely than we do. But correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it seems like the U.S. is going through a, like I mean a generational change. But there's nobody that there's nobody coming up to fill the spots. I would say there's no obvious Landon, no obvious Dempsey, no obvious villain that you can kind of rally the team behind, like to, to really just. And, and, I, and I would know, say maybe because right now the the face of the team is probably Michael Bradley, and I'm not sure that's a good thing. Right. And Dempsey's the guy that uh, 
he had heart problems, right? Did well, he, he had, had heart retire? problems. You're absolutely right. He didn't retire, but he's still he's on the. You know, he's north of thirty, and you know, let's. I mean, that you might that may, you might can get away with that if you're uh, if you're a defender or a goalie, but if you're an attacking player, you're either coming off the bench or. You know, you're an emergency. I mean, that's just, especially for a national team, and that's just that's just the way it is. But I think you know, maybe, maybe this is what maybe this is the lesson that the U.S. is learning is you know, kind of what what Mexico learned a few years ago that you know, you know, Hugo didn't want to call Jared Borghetti, but he had to call Jared Borghetti because that's all he had, you know. Or you know, or, or you know, the, the same reason why Guao had to come back and play when he was 37 because you know, who else did they have that could do that? You know, that could. Show that kind of uh, yeah, the, the, colmillo, you know, more than anything else. How do, say, what, how do you say colmillo in English, Joel? It's such uh, a great word. Guile. But, yeah, exactly, guile. Um, no, you're you're talking about a 37 year old uh, Cuauhtémoc, and he was just with the what the national team needed. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with Donovan. I think he didn't play, right? Or he wasn't even called up. He was. He was never called. Uh, and Dempsey's still recovering. So right now, it looks like they're going to be. Did, did anyone ask about that though? Like, is Donovan going to? Did he retire no. again? No. No one touched on it. I think if, um, him not being called up in January is all we needed to know. He's not in the plans. I would say. I don't think. I don't, I don't think Bruce needs to worry about having Donovan. You know, see what he can do. You know what I'm saying? I don't think the Bruce. I think Bruce knows what Donovan can do. So I don't necessarily. That's a good point. Um, if so, I mean, he obviously can call him up in March. I think I think more of an indicator if if we see Donovan uh, playing in the Hex will be if if he plays just in MLS. If he plays in MLS, but this, then I think this we'll team him. that played in on Sunday though had a lot of caps, a lot of caps uh, between them, even including the starters. Uh, I know some of the the, the press that covers them more closely. They were. A little bit more critical. I just figured, let me. This is your first game playing with a bunch of guys who haven't played in months. It's not going to be pretty. The day, you know, when you when you see a game like that, I mean, it seems like you can, you know, the score is almost irrelevant, and and you and, and you look at, you know, a couple of factors. Did they make any? You know, how many unforced errors did they make? And then did they generate, you know, offensive plays? Did they get shots on goal? If, if if you're just trying to trot something out in the friendly, if you can do those two things or, you know, limit the one and do the other, then to me that would be a successful friendly. And I think for him, he was he's literally trying to find um, some pieces to put in for the actual game. I think that's, that's what was kind of surprising, where he was really – at least that's what it sounded like. He's, like. He literally needs the guys to plug in for these for these two games that are coming up, especially well, the Honduras game. You know what? The, the, you know, I almost feel like, uh, you know, we should play this for the uh, for the USA – So now they're another team that knows what it feels like to have to uh, play the hex with the coach that uh, you know is, is is just coming in. It seems like everyone that's in the hex always seems to fire a coach, you know, mid hex or at some point in the hex. And it seems like you know, the US, and it seems like US is never the ones yeah, to so, pull the plug early on. The, that's on the, right. So process. Well, they didn't pull it early. Was that the thing about the US? Is, is is that they let a guy have one and then they keep him, and then the guy lasts a year and then they get rid of him. So. So their their processes are the same. They just uh, they just move them one year over. Yeah, I'd say that was a. I personally thought it was a year late. Uh, after their gold cup uh, and after the that uh, Concacaf cup, they, I think that was probably the right time to get rid of them at that point before the before the the hex started. 
Yeah, but remember they had to play that other game in uh, in October at the Rose Bowl, so they had they almost had to keep them around for that. Yeah, I'm saying after that game, after 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 they lost that game, I don't see what the the purpose of keeping him there was. Because uh, his whole revolution didn't exactly pan out. I mean the and most of that, I was more paying attention to see how the youth teams would do because he was supposed to revamp the whole uh, youth programs as well and. The U.S. has done actually worse. Uh, I, I would say their 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 youth squads have done worse than than their senior squad. Um, generally speaking, um, right. so it's it's kind of curious to see what what they're going to do now. Bruce Arena and and they're they're probably going to just put a pause and leave leave the status quo until after Russia and see where they want to take it from there. But and there's no guarantee though they're even going to make Russia. So I mean, yeah, no, no, I think they'll make that's it. For sure. I think they'll make it, but I mean it's. Uh... You know, you know the, the reality is, is that I think you'll get it turned around because, you know, one, he's a good coach, and two, he has you know, decent players. So it's not like, you know, it's not like they, but you know, this is something that they haven't been through before, but, uh, you know, you know, they've, I mean, when have they ever not responded to challenges like this? So this One thing be, I, uh, I will say, though, the, the one guy that I was extremely unimpressed with was Jermaine Jones, man. I don't know if it's because he's maybe a little bit older and takes him a little bit while, takes him a while to get his legs after an off season, but. Dude had a lot of poor passes, uh, bad touches, um, slow on the ball, like just slow to get there. Once the ball is on, was he, was, he was, was slow he, to get rid of it. it was, was he torrado slow? That's exactly slow? who I thought of, actually. Yeah. But, but I even thought torrado had it, had his moments. Did I thought it? Was, I thought it was a pretty poor performance uh, by that guy. Uh, I hope torrado ends up being a coach. But anyway, I digress. So not 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 impressed by 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 Jermaine Jones. How about the uh, like the actual event itself? Was it uh, was it presented in a you know did well, they, they tried they play Cielito Lindo at the minute thirty like to do at the at the Mexico games? No, but I the, I believe uh, that we will win. Chan did come up a couple times. Really? Okay. Yes. Was before the, the game and during the game. Was there a Serbian contingent? Was there a corner? Was there a little Serbia in the stadium? I would say there was a corner. There was a, a sprinkling. I did sit sit next to a couple of Serbians who, who cursed oh, yeah? a lot throughout. Did you have open seating or did you actually have a, a, a spot li- listed for you? See, that was another noob thing that I didn't know what I was doing either. Uh, where, but apparently, I wasn't the only one, um, and, or maybe they were late to put to post up the the, the seating arrangements. But I did find my place eventually. <laughs> you poor thing. So you're sitting there, like looking and looking and looking and looking and looking. I'm just like, uh, where do I, where do, where should I sit? Yeah. You know, and and I was totally like thinking, all right, none of these spots have uh, have name tags on there, so this is probably where I should be. Well, that's um, you know, and that's why I sent you that that, that message that usually they'll post a list of of of, of you know those have a, of assigned seats, but uh, if not, you know, then just you know sit in a seat that is you know they'll have like where it says open, you can just sit there. But yeah, that that, that was it, it, overall it was a really good experience, John. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, man. Um, uh, once I got once I got over the nerves, uh, you know. Then it's just uh, obviously covering the game from that standpoint is way different. You got to be like focused and make notes and yeah. a bunch of stuff I never done before. So it's uh, it was all new, fun. Uh, like I said, I did get a chance to, to speak. I, I didn't really have much to ask the American players. I haven't followed them all that closely, so I didn't. Um, the one player that I wanted to talk to was Via Fania because just uh, 
I figured he. I guess uh, for the for the purposes of the show, I thought he was the most. I mean, why worthy is worthy to, to interview? Why is he? Why is he not like the like? Why was he not the star of the of of the call up? I mean, wasn't he a Sueño MLS guy? He was. Have they ever had a Sueño MLS guy play for the national team? Wasn't he the only MLS Sueño guy? Well, the, the, were there others? Well, that's what I'm at. I mean, I, I don't know. It seemed a bit, a bit if he was, it would seem like the MLS would have said, hey, look at this. And maybe they did, I don't know, but it didn't seem like uh, you, you didn't hear too much too much about it. So, And, you know, luckily for him, Santos let him go. You know, he hasn't been playing. He hasn't been getting much minutes lately this season. So, oh, so he's still uh, at Santos? Yes, he still is. Oh, okay. I yeah, thought that he was, uh, I thought that he went gone back to MLS. No, he's still he's still with Santos. Um, they uh, they let him go for for these games. See, and, that's uh, that's Chepo being smart, man. You know, if you want him, man, you're not going to play here, but we we need you to get some minutes. So head on out. Go ahead. And he and started. It's a great right? opportunity for him. No, um, did he? Did he was a uh, he, he was he, yeah he did he they got he got subbed in in the seventieth around the seventieth. Mm-hmm. He didn't he wasn't supposed to play, but I guess they threw him in. Um, I'm not sure if that might be an indictment on the other guy playing, um, but he got some minutes, and I guess he's going to be starting against their friendly um, against Jamaica. Wow, good for him! So I'll, I'll have my fingers crossed for him. Obviously, um, what did you uh, what did you ask him? I'll just ask him like uh, just simple things. I didn't really. I, I was kind of just uh, trying to yeah. record because like uh, the other guys were talking to him first, so it took me a bit to get to him, but. And a lot of people were basically asking him about politics. That's what most of the players were were fielding questions on. It seemed like. Well, that's unfortunate. I mean, that's. I mean, I understand asking it, but I mean, it's like they just play the game. So, why don't you ask them. But yeah, they, the they were they were they were hitting him hard with those questions, like left and right, and from different angles, and just I just asked him, you know, like considering the climate, you know, does he feel like he needs to perform extra harder? Does he have? Does he feel extra pressure to to show that he? that he feels the jersey, so to speak. Um, and he was just like, no, man. He's like, I'm just super excited to, to just to get for the opportunity. He's like, it feels just like uh, it was when I, the the MLS Sueño thing all over again with the opportunity. So he, he and I, he seemed genuine. He seemed like just excited. He, he didn't look like he was in a rush to leave the fan, the, the, the mix zone. He, he looked like he was just happy to talk to anybody for as long as they needed to. That's awesome. So he was really enjoying the moment. Yeah, it looked like it. It, it really did. It was hard to take the. He was smiling think, a lot. You think that you should have played this for him too? Hey, here he is. Here he is. Oh, you broke it, Jerry. <laughs> yes, Ax, absolutely. Because <laughs> it did. It did dawn on me while I was talking to him. I was like, man, me and this guy are probably the two most excited people here <laughs> for this really sad, boring friendly. He and I were probably the most excited. Somewhere, man. Yeah, Uh-oh. dude. Oh, for sure, man. Release the Kraken, Fernando. I didn't hear you, man. If, if you were on, I apologize. I saw, I've been here uh, the whole podcast, man. But I didn't want to. Yeah, so Rodolfo uh, Rolanderos, he was there. Uh, so that was kind of cool too, seeing all those uh, TV personalities. Yeah, was there a lot uh, now? Uh, was was there a lot of cologne in the press box? Because when you go to Mexico game. I mean, you you, you you come back and you smell like you've been at a at a, at a titty bar. Honestly, there's so much cologne. No, no, no. And no your wife cologne. goes, "Where have you been? Oh, you were in the press box where you know they don't believe you." It's like, buddy, I was at the press box. You know, is that what they call it? This is that the new name, right? Anyway, 
No. Yeah. no and, and you guys saw the, the, the spread. Of, it was pretty decent, I guess. Pretty decent meal. Yeah, yeah. You had, uh, it looked like... Chicken, uh, chicken, rice, and beans. The del tortillas. Yes, both uh, flour and corn. And did, did, did you recognize... you think it was stadium food or do you think it was catered? Uh, stadium, I think. Man, that has just got to be harsh for the stadium. Like it's lots of Chargers now. It's a very unfortunate situation for the. Uh, they, they had the drag racing. They had the, no, they they, had the drag racing that day. Hey, hey you know what? They, they no, they had, had drag racing yesterday. Hey Dan, uh, you should have uh, left a feedback uh, comment that next time they should uh, have a Mama Testa cater uh, the event, cater the press box. You know, man, I've been there, dude. It's um, it's on the Food Network, right? Or something, or, or one of those travel channels spots. Mama Testas. Uh, I, I, if it's the same one, I'm thinking it wasn't all that great, man. Hey, I, I think I think uh, I think some of the guys on the show would really enjoy uh, to Mama Testa. <laughs> that might be. But. Uh... Hey, yeah. how's it going, guys? Sorry, I jumped on too. What's up, what's up, Profe? Cambia Rayas, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm just coming back from a, a practice with my uh, my kids. They, um, you know, I was scheduled to join uh, uh, Dan and Dan, I mean, uh, Cristian Castro over there in San Diego. Couldn't make it. Uh... Yeah, because, I mean, your, your boys unexpected. What, did they unexpectedly make the final? Is that why? Yeah, they, 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 keep, they, kept, they kept advancing, man. They kept winning, huh? They kept winning, dude. I don't know what, what you know. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, like bad news bears over here. Were, were you like the promoter in, uh, in uh, what was the name of that movie? The was it Rudo y Cursi? <laughs> it's been a while since I saw that one. Man. We're like, we're like, you want the team to lose because 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 it benefits you, like. And you call the you call the 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 ref. Hey, you need to make sure that my team loses so I can go to the game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How about a few phantom red cards? This allows some goals. You know what? The rest were all rolled, man. But what did you expect, them. man? Yeah, one of them was. I think one of them was a chota. What's the uh, really? Yeah. What's the uh, what? What? what made, so you think it was like 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 he wasn't really there to ref? He was just there to keep an eye on things. What, what was that again? So you don't think he was there to ref? He was there to keep an eye on things. You... Make sure, make sure you didn't get out. Are you, are you, are you hiding something, Juan? Is there something you need to tell us? Uh, you Juan, know what? Juan, when when you leave the house, do you see helicopters above you? Not, not, not you. So, so did you watch the whole movie to get, and then just started? Uh, did you put up the movie on to grab the clip, and then just found yourself watching the rest? Of the movie? No, I just, I just put me in, the, just put me in the mood, but uh, you know. Uh, I did watch them. I didn't watch them, but I, I, I will be honest. If that movie's on, if I'm flipping channels and I, and I run into it, it is a, it is a channel stopper. I will, I will stop and watch. I'm, I keep hoping that one day my wife will uh, grab my keys and then just chuck them outside. She's like, it's like, it's like where you going? Not with that your keys, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have a good, I have a good story about that movie. Okay, so I, I was in a in in college. I was in Sherman, which is north of Dallas. It's like a right on the Texas-Oklahoma border. It's a town of maybe 30,000 people. So we used to have this, this rule, like the worse the movie was, the longer it would stay at the dollar theater. So like, like awful movies would be there for like four and five months at a time because people want to, you know, they want to go see them. So the good movies were there for a week. 
which uh, which which really sucked. So Goodfellas when they when they when it was released in the theater, this was you know before. You know, this was still in the VHS days. So they released Goodfellas, and it was in the, in the Sherman Theater for like five days. You know, from from Thursday to or Friday to Thursday, it was gone. Like, oh, we'll, we'll wait for it to go to. They didn't go to the Dollar Theater for six freaking months. Goodfellas. It's finally there. The day I get back, I'm going to summer school, and it's like the Thursday. So you know, I have to go see it. I go. I was the only one in the whole theater. I watched it like at twelve o'clock, and that first scene where he, where he does the knife thing, I was like, man, what did I get myself into? Had no idea how you know how the movie would would obviously I loved it but uh, yeah so I had to wait for six freaking months for that movie to, sh- to to show up in the theater. I I do remember the dollar theaters and yeah the, the I think it was the the better the movie the the longer they they they, they kept it in the regular theaters. Right. Wasn't the, wasn't those dollar theaters the ones that play porn on it? I don't know. I never went to twenty dollars. Well, I don't know about those theaters, but the, the the theaters that John and I are talking about are just regular movies. Okay, just, just regular checking. fun R-rated movies. No, no. Uh... Yeah, the other ones, uh, uh, Pern, they take co- they take coins, not 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 bills. Just Pern is showing his age. <laughs> Pern is showing his age, knowing that. That's right. People I will just go to the theater I to to see Now, now I do I do have a question for you, Juan, and it was another topic that I wanted to bring up. Now, you have been. Let's just say that you're you you're. Wait 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 wait. Is that CR2? Yes, <laughs> CR squared. Your uh, oh. it has been it has been noticed that uh, that that, that, that there's a particular team that has taken on a, a, a some of your some of your attention as far as g- gathering information on 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 how they do. And of course, I'm talking about Santos. His rooting interests, even I and would say, his indeed, rooting interests. Absolutely, and and they have a big game this week, uh, Joel. It's on a Sunday. It's a Sunday at six. I think I think you'll be able to watch or Sunday at four for you. And they're and they're playing uh, in Torreon, and they're playing against Chivas. So, my question to you, Joel, is that when 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 Santos scores, are you still going to have in your heart? No, my Chivas is my team. I want Santos to do good, uh, you know. But but Chivas is still my. You know, that's my club. Well, and, and I'll be honest with you. I bet you every time that you read uh, if, if, that, that Santos won, I bet you you're still thinking. Guadalajara. Am I right? Yes. Yes, I mean, <laughs> I Chepo, you, you have, uh, you know, you have Chepo right there. Uh, and I, th- I, th- and I, th- I think Chepo to, you, Chepo to you is like Tuca to me. Yes, yes, sir, he is, and, and, and I have, uh, you know, is these players that, I mean, you wouldn't like Tuca to return to Pumas at some point, you know? Oh, man, I would love it. It may be, you know, but if he didn't get a chance to coach Mexico, that would be the, the perfect place for him to retire. Yes. So, uh, so and that, that's the great thing about soccer is that when you have games like this where you're, you're tested, as uh, Cambia Rayas will find out a little later uh, this season. The, uh, it's going to go down like this. He's going to be rooting for his Chivas. And if and when Santos, you know, takes the lead or wins or something, he's going to be like, Thinking, you see? They should have not got rid of him. <laughs> That's his fallback. Well, I, you know, I mean, we, 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 we've had this argument already several times, so... Needless to say, though, that your prediction 
is falling really short, though, Fern. You, you know, really, you know really short. What are you talking about, man? Chivas last time they played Santos in the in the Don't lose your mind. Let me remind you. Let me remind Chivas won two to zero. Let me remind you. You said you said that they would be getting relegated this year. Hey, you know, I got some some lavadero because Jolie, we got like twenty six grade Chivas channels that you guys don't know about. Oh, and I know that there's some level level five and above clearance on some of your Chivas talk. Super. Uh, they're they're like double super. Anyways, uh, you know, actually, you know, Jolie, since because of the logo that Santos in their uniform has, he actually he caused them their 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 spare his spare tire. You know, that's uh, that's harsh. That's, that's, uh, that's no, no, I'm not talking. What do you mean? Why is it harsh? Calling it a spare tire, my logo. <laughs> Them fighting words, sucker. <laughs> well, the Santos logo for years was just like the Corona logo, wasn't it? Just, just like whited yeah. out. It said Santos. Is, is, is that no. what the? It's a soccer is? ball. It's a soccer ball with an S, like an old English S. Right. Yeah, that was the way it was. Yeah. It does. <laughs> it does seem like a tire, man. I don't get. It. I still don't get it. Well, just look at this logo, man. It looks like if some fat guy is like uh, wearing it, you probably roll down the hill, man. And you look perfectly fine. Wait, wait, wait. What you're saying is that he's in good shape? <laughs> <laughs> if he rolls vertically. You know, that's that's not... I wasn't referring to his... his his his. You know, his... Uh, what was that? Was the GQ magazine figure? Wait, never mind. Just see you killed it. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> My God. Hey. I, I I thought Juwan was gonna talk about uh, two Chiwa under twenty players that got oh. sacked from the team for uh, bringing in girls. What to, to their hotel room? See now, this is the kind of stuff, Jorge, <laughs> that you need to we bring need to show more often. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> and, hey, uh, one of one of the reports said that they were prostitutes, right? It was like, yeah, oh, I'm, but, I'm sure the girls love that. I don't know, under Tony John, I don't think these guys need to go after that yet. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of groupies or or, or friends that they have. Well, Joel, let me remind but, you. But if you're when you oh, were sorry, 19. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Go ahead. <laughs> Remember what you were like when you were 19, boys? Yeah, but imagine I mean, being in their position. At yeah, but they're quasi celebrities. They they have you know girls just lining up. Well, did you think that it doesn't happen, Joel, or do you think they just got caught? No, I think they just got caught. Okay, but so... I, I'm just saying I don't think there was prostitutes. I no. think that happens later on when, you're like Carlos Salcido, where you've had you had such a you've had such a fill of it, yeah, they started. You know, experimenting with other stuff. The tastes get more eccentric. You know what, though? That's actually, you know what? That's actually, um, it, it does happen with some players, like uh, it's some youth players, if they're really high profile, like they're known, you know, like they're they're known, they, they got the, like a professional agent and stuff there. And they, some of them got contacts. In fact, there's a kid at Santos, I'll tell you his name off, off air. I don't want to say it on air. That I heard <clears> stories that he actually... When he was when he was on trial to join, that he was uh, he was a party animal, uh, and he would do stuff like that. And 
that he had like uh you know connectives or whatever in like different cities and stuff and so he'd always be partying <clears throat> and they like the people that knew they would bring him girls and stuff so you know i can't imagine probably something similar maybe where you know uh, what but are those were those kids are they from monterrey or are they i mean the ones that got caught they're, they're from their hometown i don't no i don't i don't even know but but now you're you know I, this story is getting you. much more sorted that's right I'm, no, no, yeah. you, you know, it reminds me of the, the one kid from Cruz Azul. Martin Galvan. Galvan. Yeah, the 15-year-old player, and he was he was like the next Gio. And, uh, Even, uh, what's the name of the uh, the British uh, guy who lives in uh, in Brazil? <laughs> Tim, really great writer. You know who I'm Tim talking Vic- about? Tim, Tim Vickery. Vickery. Yeah, Tim Vickery. You know when when Martin was he had him on his uh, like like young players to you know watch list back like like very high on his list. He thought he thought he was the the second coming of a, he thought he was just going to be a terrific player. But then he played he blew, remember he blew out his knee and then all the party stuff happened after he blew out his knee. Just real real. real I mean I, I will uh, say this on a serious note like I know that being nineteen, but I think that's where the clubs need to do a better job of. Uh, Taking care of them, watching them, making sure that they are not making. Well, that, that's why they sacked. They sacked the coach, uh, Dan. They sacked the coach too. The coach for Santos or for Chivas? For Chivas, the under twenty coach uh, Manuel Martinez, who uh, you know played played with the club. He even won a, a, a league title with Chivas. Yeah, it's it's just it's bad press when that stuff because inevitably that kind of thing does get out and yeah, but I mean I, I guess it's I guess a scandal. The thing that bothers me is, is that it shouldn't it shouldn't be a scandal. It should just be hey man, this happened. It should just be news. They got oh because now okay, move on. Well, yeah, it's their personal lives, really. I mean, right. and expecting them to act like saints when they have all exactly all and that celebrity it's, and it's all the, that youth. It's the Madonna whore complex for for athletes that they have to be. Uh, you know, just uh, bastards on the field, just these heartless, you know, Jamie Lannister type, you know, just just ruthless Emmer, you know, mother effers on the field. But off the field, they're supposed to be, you know, angelic little, you know, little cherubs that that don't get any kind of trouble at all. You know, John, I I think these guys are being made an example of. I think if they were higher profile uh, youth, they probably would not kick them out. So they were marginal guys that. See, and then that's and then and that goes back to uh, what I've my the character that I said I mean my favorite TV character Artie. He's 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 like you know when you're a genius you can get away with stuff, when you're not, you can't get away with it. Yeah, because it's been the whole thing about uh, the partying that she was has been like getting out of hand. So uh, I'm. Come on, man. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm over here, man. You have to be in Guadalajara. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been, you know, there's been like talk about just how some a lot of the players just, and, and we've seen it too with stuff that leaked, like with Kubo when he returned and uh, the girl was accusing him of rape. And so you, you've had it uh, at the youth levels too and and 
So I think they're finally getting ready to. So it, it's it, it is a, so their dismissal and the dismissal of the coach is a direct result of of the of the Chivas culture that has manifested. At what at what point what what has caused Chivas to turn into this uh, this Gamora of of Liga MX? Or... <laughs> hey, who knows, man? Because you know it's it's difficult to pinpoint. You know, without being over there to know. Do you think it was when, when? Do you think it was when Cheech left? Cheech, no, no. I think it's always been there. I just, I just think it just started getting out of hand. And it, and it's probably, you know, I would probably say it. Part of it's constantly changing of the guard. Now, who do you but think? You who do you think party more? Do you think that the Guadalajara players party more, or the Monterrey players, or the, or no, the at this uh, time, or the City Chivas MX players? Other other stories has been achieved from, from the players going true, to the Juan office. To, if that's uh, true, the Joel, why why did Gulit not 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 um adapt better? Oh, well, I could <laughs> tell you why. He adapted too well. <laughs> no, well, I could tell you why, uh, Dan, because Brian, in, I mean, sour grapes, man, just because you don't in, get to party. Right? No, hold on. At Santos, I mean, at Santos and León, if the team lost. He could go out that night, and the fans will send them bottles, and and they'll take pictures with him. But in Guadalajara, if the team lost or he had a bad game, he couldn't show his face because he would get uh, harassed by the fans. He would get harassed by the fans, and he would, you know. So they wouldn't let him drink after losing a game. Not in peace, man. Not in peace, yeah. (laughs) All right, well, that's. That's understandable. I just figured, you know, he would have just taken like a fish to water, you know, just started <laughs> racking in the goals. Well, he's he's still part of the team, so who knows, man? I don't know if you noticed, Joel, but I mean, the last couple of of, of Leon games that I that I watched, you know, who the starting striker was? Yeah, yeah. cool, it, man. Yeah, and he and he actually played pretty well. Hey, at least that coach was paying attention, John. Somebody watches the show. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that. I mean, honestly, I mean, he's too slow to be a to be a midfielder, and he's too valuable on the pitch to, uh, you know, as, as a goal scorer to not have him on there. So, I mean, you know, let him do what he does best: score goals. So, just let him score goals. That would be uh, the best, uh, the best for him. Now, we're talking about sub uh, subente coaches, and today uh, subente coach was promoted, and uh, we're gonna have another chance to see a young Mexican coach. Uh, Earn his chops uh, in Liga MX, and it's uh, Jaime Lozano, Jimmy Lozano, who was uh, won a couple of championships with Pumas and uh, had a a good like six to nine months with the national team, and then kind of fizzled out, and he uh, got hurt and couldn't really get back to the the level that he showed at one point in his career. But uh, he's now going to be the coach of Querétaro. They they have parted ways with uh, with Bucetich, and uh, you know another young Mexican coach is going to get a chance to see what he can do. I'm hoping that. Uh, I'm hoping it works out for old Jimmy. You don't think some of it's a little bit marred with the way it was handled? Well, dude, I mean, do they ever handle any of those things well? No, they don't. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, I mean, he was already, I guess he was force-fed uh, into the coaching staff, wasn't he? Well, that I don't know. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too familiar with any of the backstory. So what I've been hearing is that that he's that he was kind of like forced. Uh, that he he was forced on on Busse's coaching staff, 
and they could that they've been kind of grooming him all along but it just seems like bad form of the way to do it like that hey here's your new replacement but don't worry he's going to be coaching the young teams for a little bit but there's going to be a point where we're going to go ahead and make the switch kind of like that yeah well yeah, uh, I mean, uh, lady, I don't really think Buse was really travel. all that happy in, in Caretaro to begin with so he wants to come back to to Monterrey but he does have a street named after him in Monterrey. I don't think he'll get the same uh, honor in Querétaro, but they did win their first cup with uh, with uh, with Busset. So, so he gets another out of with like fifteen or sixteen uh, trophies. This guy's won, yeah, and he just won it in November. So it's like two months two months later, and they're showing him they're showing him the door. Right. Well, you know, I'm not totally opposed to the decision, just the way it was handled. I mean, because, like, I know that relegation seems far-fetched for them because they still have quite a cushion, but that cushion is shrinking quickly, just like them in Puebla. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't, we nobody expected either team to be flirting with relegation when at the beginning of the season. And four weeks in, they're they've kind of worked themselves, uh, they've played themselves into that position now. Right. So I understand the decision. I think it was the right one, to be honest with you, because they were playing poorly. Well, they but haven't scored a goal. Why you just blame the coach, though? Because well, you're not going to be able to replace the entire squad. Are the players out? That it's it's yeah. It's the only thing they know what to do. Oh, my team's not playing well. What can you do? Well, let's fire the coach. That's that's the only thing they know. That that is the only move they know how to make. Especially a coach like Vucetich, man. <laughs> how do you not give him the at least the full season? Right. No, I, I, I agree. Sometimes, sometimes it's the best decision, though. Just look at what happened in Swansea. Bob Bradley gets get the, gets the boot after having a horrible performance there, and now they won three out three out of the last four games. So, you know, I I don't I don't blame Querétaro for taking that route. Well, I'm gonna go on a a, a limb to say that I think that Victor Manuel Bucetich deserves a little bit more respect. Than, I do. Th- uh, I do think that too. Better yeah. than Bruce. No, no, not that Bob Bradley doesn't deserve respect, but I think that that especially like as as Juan said for what he's been able to accomplish in his career in Mexico. Yeah, it's not and, like he was coaching say another country in Mexico. He's he's his success was in Mexico. So yeah, right. I, I'm with you. That you know he should have at least as Juan said been afforded the uh, opportunity. Unfortunately, it didn't happen, and it's uh, you know a big uh, a big sticking point with me and and how uh, Liga Mekis just operates as a whole as far as how they handle their PR. It just seems like it's just amateur hour. And, and, uh, and, and also with transfers, it, it, Kiretaro doesn't seem like a team that has been getting any. The any only players player. they get are players on loan from Chivas. That's all they get. Oh, so, yeah, so, so they were guaranteeing relegation then. <laughs> but these are, these are players that, uh, that, that that your boy Almeida coaches up too, uh, uh, Pern. So I'm not sure why you would uh, why we'd want to dis dis your own boy. Well, you know they're they're at Querétaro for a reason because you know they went through the motions. Oh, these guys didn't, you know, pan out with my system. So so, so they're just immediate immediate just just awful. Not even worthy of a professional contract. No, of course they are. That's why they go to Querétaro. <laughs> you know. I don't. I understand they they have value. You know they they did make the choice to buy them in the first place for a reason. It's just that sometimes some players don't fit in a specific system. Like Guli, you know, he's a great player, 
and but he just didn't fit in Almeida's system. And you need players that can can you know play to your directive. Well, I guess my question is, if he didn't fit in the system, then why did you pick him up? Well, you know, you gotta remember. Sometimes you won't know until you try it. You know, I, I totally understand why. You know, if you know, that's really the only way you will know is by giving but, it. A but try. but it, but it, 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 if if you're the coach of of what you're telling me of the the of of of, of the of the prowess of of, of Matias Almeida, that he should. I mean, every decision he makes is golden. So I mean, how on earth could could, could he get something? Like don't that for, and don't forget their uh, what is it, uh, Iguera? Yeah, that's, well, the, the well that's, that's my point, yeah. you know. That's my point that, you know, it, teams I, all over the world buy players and they, they find out later on they just didn't pan out with the system. But, like, but the, the picture you paint, though, Fernando, is that they got the Midas touch. That's right, that they're uh, – that they're. Uh, oh, boy, look, you all agree that Chichinikos and also it's a, it's a really good player, right? It's a, he's not going at a good streak right now, but, you know, when – they decided to buy, uh, get him on loan at uh, Real Madrid. You know, he did well with the minutes that he got, but, you know, it's just that he didn't fit in the system. They, you know, from, I forgot his name, that he's not Bayern Munich now. Ancelotti? Yeah, Ancelotti. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that just happens. You know, you're, you're, some teams are going to take a gamble on a player, and the only way to know if they're going to pan out is by, give, by bringing them in and giving them a try. So that that's that's it's not like the what happened with Guli isn't out of the ordinary. It happens all over the world all the time. You know the same thing with. with I suspect uh, if this was um, another coach, you'd be claiming they were trash. <laughs> I don't know. Please ex- uh, extrapolate a little bit on that because I don't know what you mean by that. You know exactly. You know exactly <laughs> what uh, what 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 he means by that. All right, gentlemen. Let's uh, let, let's move on. So, um, week <laughs> we have. Uh... Oh, just uh, real quick though, gentlemen. I'm sorry. Yes. Just to touch, um, since we were talking about Lozano, um, I know it's been a topic on previous podcasts of how there's a shortage of Mexican young young Mexican coaches, but I mean, on, I, that's two pretty good ones out there right now. I mean, one. I mean, well, one that's that's quickly proving himself to be pretty good. And we got a new another one that's getting an opportunity. So maybe it's not that dire. I mean, I know two out of how many coaches there are is poor, but I mean, it's hopefully it's the start of something, and maybe there's there's more um, more guys out there that are that are, that are picking yeah, well, up the trade. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, that that Chiquis Garcia is going to get his chance. Uh, he's uh, been learning under you know he's learning the family the new family business under under under. Can I can I call you dad? Is he really? Oh yeah, he's his assistant. He's his number one, number one. And uh, and then I have course, trouble uh, picturing him getting a job, man. Just because didn't everybody resent the hell out of him? Why? For getting called to the to the World Cup? Well, he didn't resent La Volpe for getting called. We we resented him for getting called. But uh, from what I remember, the hate was 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 at, was thrown at both of them. Well, they were, I mean, like from from like, like them to each other, or or, or just just the the, the back. No, from the fan standpoint, oh yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, like everybody hated Lavol before, and everybody hated him for it. But you have to remember, Chiquis was a good player, man. When he, I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not saying then. I mean, his career had come and gone at that point. But you know, he he was a you know he had a decent France, and he played you know he played well in in, in Korea too. So I mean, he was a. Uh, it was his third World Cup. So it was, but I mean, I agree with you. It was. Uh, 
he took a, he like he took Jimmy Lozano's spot actually as, as who he ended up taking because because if y'all remember at that time um, the hex uh, Jimmy Lozano was La Volpe's boy I mean he was uh, he was one of the you know uh, undisputed starters and then he had a bad uh, confed cup and we never saw or heard from Jimmy Lozano again he just like just disappeared off the national team after that that's how, that's how important that confed cup was you know you, you need you make it or you break it. It was the it. it was the most important tournament in the world. You're absolutely <laughs> you're absolutely correct. But uh, yeah, so uh, no, but but Chikis is, uh, is 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 coach is uh, an assistant, and I mean he actually coaches the team. At least he did last. I, I didn't get to watch it tonight. Maybe if y'all did, he, you know he may have been on the sidelines coaching America during Copa Mekis because that's what he did last season. Chikis was coaching the team last season. But uh, but again, I mean he was a good player, so it's not like you know. I mean I know that just because he's the 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 son-in-law the yerno doesn't mean that he uh, is uh, you know isn't qualified for what he's doing. So, Absolutely, you know yeah. that's there's no such thing as nepotism or cronyism in in Mexican football. Of course not. No, absolutely not. That's why uh, we have him. Of course, we have uh, Ramos. Is Ramosito still coaching Coras? Joel? I have no idea. I. Check. But uh, but I know he's coaching somewhere. So there's there's a couple of guys, and obviously you know I didn't we didn't know about well, I mean I didn't know about Lozano. So happy to see him get the opportunity. He was uh, he yeah. Had, apparently he spent some time in Europe too, trying to you know taking this uh, taking this profession seriously, trying to right. trying to learn from from different uh, different places. So. Well, you know, he's a, he's he's cut from the like the Gonzalo Pineda, Pavel Pardo, mole, you know, uh, cloth as far as uh, you know guys that know that they. Well, that's joined. another one too. Who recently got a coaching gig? Uh, Gonzalo Pineda. He's now with Sounders. Who? Yeah, you're absolutely from right. From what from what I hear is is uh, they're grooming him to be the ultimate coach at, at really? some point. Yeah, I, I John, heard that today. Coras manager is uh, Michele Año. Oh, <laughs> seriously? The, yeah. The the. the Oh, of course he is, because it's their team, right? Well, no, it was the team's owned by Higuera. No, 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 no. Coras is, is, is the oldest Estudiantes team. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So, so of course, of course he's coaching it. <laughs> How appropriate. You know, I once, uh, the, the last time I played FIFA soccer, like, they had, like, the little contests, right, where you had to... Uh, like you know, score five goals with or whatever it was like with wing backs or I forget things like that to advance into like the little world thing. I don't know if y'all ever played and, those. No, but he replaced Ramon Morales. Oh. So yeah, <laughs> what a shock! <laughs> like, check yeah. this out. Uh, uh, you know, Ramon Romales, R- Ramon Morales, quien fue cesado por temas externos a lo deportivo. <laughs> Ramoncito, who knew? Externo. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. Who knew that Ramosito had that kind of uh, had that kind of problem? So um, I love that guy on the team, man. Who's that? Ramosito, man. Oh yeah, he was terrific. His uh, with the national team, man. I just yeah, maybe talk- I'm maybe I'm exaggerating, but I don't think anybody kicked a, a free kick as good as him, man. Well, Jimmy he's, Lozano, he's on your Jimmy team. Lozano too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean that's, he's that's on your true. team, uh, assistant coach. 
He did it right really? left foot. Galindo, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were talking about Ramoncito. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just remember him at that time where it was at a point where he was kind of losing his legs already. But man, like he was just. I just thought he was really underrated, man. Like his he height scored. was probably the one thing that maybe like hurt him or something, but like he was so good. That goal he scored against Argentina was that in, in Peru in the two thousand was it four Copa America was that was a spectacular free kick. That was a spectacular free kick. I don't know if y'all remember that one or not, but that was from about thirty, maybe thirty-five yards out. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, do you think he was like? I guess looking at it now. Is Guardado that much better than him? Was he? I mean, I I, I like to think that that Morales would have gotten a chance to go to Europe if it was like if he played in 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 a different time. I think the problem with Ramosito was that he was just uh, well, you know, there's a reason they called him Ramosito. I think that was his biggest problem. Unfortunately, yeah. He he but, was underrated though. He he came to the team as they brought him as backup as a bench player. And uh, he ended up, you know. And speaking of height, they, um, Elias from Chivas was a. Uh, he sounds pretty bitter. Who does? Um, what is that? Elias Hernandez. If, from, I, if I'm getting the name right, I might be getting it wrong. From Chivas. With the recent call-up, I guess they were asking him, he's like, what do you think's uh, missing? He's like, I don't know, like 15 centimeters? Like, what, what do you think's like, missing from, like, why aren't you getting called oh, up? Why, like, oh, the, uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, gosh. His last name is Hernandez, but I don't know. Well, don't we have some, don't we have some experts? <laughs> where, where is Juwan? <laughs> yeah, he, he, he looks like he left. Oh, so he thought that uh, they should have been called up. But... Well, they asked him, you know, like, you know, you've been doing really good. You know, what do you think's missing? He's like, what do I think is missing? He's like, about 15 centimeters or whatever. I don't, I forget exactly what he said, but he was basically. Oh, because uh, Molina is so tall, right? Like, I, I learned the fact that, like, yeah, he's never going to get any love because he's just not tall enough. Because what's his face likes the, the tall guys. The tall guys. Yeah. Because, uh, well, that's why Chato needs to get going, boys. You need to talk to Chepo and tell him to. You know what? He needs to he needs to earn his spark his start, man, his starting spot. And and, and uh, as long as the team's winning, there's very little reason to change anything. Uh, you know, I'm, you know that when when the going gets tough, Chaton makes everything makes everything better. I hope so, but hopefully the tough don't get going, and hopefully he just works his way into the into the rotation because I do think he, he's going to add a lot to the team, but. Clearly, he's not there yet. So let's. Uh, I don't have. I'll get the list in front of me. Let's go over the uh, the folks he, that were that were called up. Because now, who's going to Vegas? Are you going to Vegas, Dan, or is it uh, just uh, Juan and Joel? Just them two. Uh, it kind of crept up on me. Had I known, uh, had I been aware of it Wait, sooner, are you I going, John? I was planning to, but then uh, my boss dropped the game on me on the, the day after that I have oh. to produce. So I won't. Uh, Unfortunately, I won't be able to make it. So, but I will be there in spirit. <laughs> that and during the week is a little bit rough for me. I'm pretty sure there'll be another f- Molero on the West Coast 
between now and Copa Confederaciones. So we also have Molero Gold Cup to look forward to. That's right, um, and you know, and, and that's why you know it's funny because I was reading some of the uh, the articles about the list, and people like were were so confused about why isn't he giving players a chance for for this call? I was thinking because he needs you know right now his priority are these two because he's on a. You know, I've said it before. Juan Carlos Osorio is on a is on a game by game contract at this point. He needs to prove himself almost every game, and he needs to get ready for the games that are coming up. I think That's, if he gets this Costa Rica victory, it'll give him a lot more breathing. Yeah, he has to win at home. He absolutely won. I mean, it is it is the biggest home game that Mexico's had in a long, long time, especially if it's going to be at the Azteca. Whereas Dan, you pointed out last week, the crowd. You know they 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 expect not, they expect nothing but absolute perfection, and if they don't get it, then they get just just pissing mad, and then let the team have it. From like like ten minutes into the game, they'll start letting the team have it. Yep. So, great home field advantage that they've created there at the Azteca. The fans, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, well, that will happen in Santa Clara, but I just remember the. The LA's starting to come from the Mexican fans, man. That was just painful. Now, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I believe they sent out an email, which we sh- I should have here, that'll have that particular information. What information, John? The uh, the call up. Oh. Uh, here it is. All right, fire it off, Dan. It is loading. All right, uh, keepers, Hugo Gonzalez. Jesus Corona and Talavera. We have uh, Hugo Yala, Torres Nilo, Rafa, uh, Nestor, Gallardo, Alanis, Luis Reyes, who I have to admit, I don't know. Uh, I believe he plays for Atlas. He was the one with the picture. Was... A, is he a left back? I believe so. It was one that the, the picture ran around of him like dressed uh you know, as a, as a kid, decked out in national team gear. Oh, yes. I think I saw it today. Yeah. Uh, Jurgen Dam. Uh, Raul Lopez. Um, uh, Jesus Molina. Duenas. Edson Alvarez, which is a bit of a surprise, I guess, for, for some. Orbelin Pineda, your boy, John. Yes. Eric Gutierrez. Giovanni Dos Santos, Luis Montes, Ángel Salivar, Alan Polido, Irwin Lozano, and Elias Hernández. So out of that list, uh, I mean, we're thinking that uh, you know, there's a possibility that three or four of those guys will, would probably, or they, I'm sure that no one would have any problem with starting the game in uh, against uh, Costa Rica at the Aztecas, right? The other guys are... How many? How many? I, I think three or four. Three or four, depending on you know if who's who's hurting, who isn't over or not. Well, there's two for sure in Europe. 
Well, I mean, I'm just thinking Rafa and, and Nestor are probably going to play. I I don't know. I, I would Nestor has done two. really well. He he has he has really he's he has improved and he's skulls scores, man. He's dangerous. The fact that people have been talking about him going to Europe uh, leads me to believe that maybe teams have been asking about him. Yeah. No, he's done, hearing, he's done well. I, I've hearing a few different people saying that. Well, I heard someone saying I would totally disagree with it, that Santos le está quedando. Well, what's the term? Le está quedando. Chico. Chico. Yeah, dude. I don't, I don't know about that much, but uh, but if anything, if we're gonna say that, then we're gonna say the league. But because uh, I I don't think him going to another to a bigger team in Mexico is gonna do anything for him. If he's well, going to leave, he, he should probably go to Europe. He already played at Cruz Azul, so I mean, I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than that. I mean, let's face it, you know, la máquina. The um, so 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 Rafa and, and Rafa is still playing and still starting. And I was thinking, man, that is just terrible. But then I remember that Yepes for Colombia did the same thing, and it did it at a very high level, you know, well into his late thirties. I mean, he I want to say he even started some of the World Cup games in Brazil. I mean, it was like thirty eight, thirty nine. Yepes, and he was standing. He and he was still doing it. You know, Rafa made a huge uh, error in his in his career. I think he, instead, instead of going to MLS after that World Cup, he should have gone to Italy. I think he would still be playing in Italy had had he gone, or maybe he did go. Did he go to Italy for a little bit? He went for about a, I think yeah. a year or a year and a half. Two years. Two years. Okay. Yeah, but I, I think if he would have done that instead of MLS, I think he would probably still be playing over there. Still, though, even after that World Cup, the fact that he went over there, that I thought that was pretty amazing because he was super well past it, as he is now. And uh, Whoa, for wait, him to still in, get the... in 2010, no, 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 I'm talking okay. about 2014. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is that if after the 2010 World Cup, had he not gone to MLS, had he just gone straight to Italy, and I think he still probably would be. Would 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 be playing there, or he would have just come back recently? Because I think I think that Italy is a place where, you know, they value defenders like that, and they'll and, and if you're decent enough, you're going to play. You know, into your. I mean, Marco Baresi started a World Cup and he was 40. You can't tell me that Italy couldn't find a better defender than him. I mean, that's how much they value good defending. Think about that 40 and a defender in Italy where they 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 yeah. grow on trees. John, yeah. I, I think it was his attitude though. Seems like it, he wanted to catch. Cash in. He probably took all his chips. Cause, cause even when you return to Mexico at Leon, you know, that first season, uh, it was just as bad. What do you think the uh, uh, change for him? Did, did is that Piojo? Did Piojo say, "Hey man, I need you"? I don't think no, so. No, because because he started playing good before he got called up. I think it was just uh, in his head. I think he had it. I think once he, I think maybe the, and I think he said so as much as that he thought he was done. He thought he was done, and so he decided to go to MLS, and then, like, obviously that didn't really pan out. Decided to probably go back to Mexico, and then at some point refound his game and realized that he still had some left left in the tank, and and I think ultimately what is what he thinks is that his 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 move to MLS was premature, like you said. Right. I mean, maybe because I will say Bar 
the Barcelona to Red Bulls, that's a huge, that's a huge, uh, like move right there. Which I mean, there's a lot the of teams same. in between. Henry. He yeah. was, uh, I would say he was a lot more past it than, than Rafa was. Anytime you look at a, at a at a list of worst MLS signings in history, Rafa is always at the top, which always cracks me up because I remember when, when uh, Roberto Donado when he played, and and he also played at Metro Stars. I mean he, I mean he was it was bad. So, yeah, Rafa it didn't work out in MLS, and he obviously didn't have a his heart in it. And you know, you know, luckily for for him and for and, and for Leon and for Mexico, he found it because he you know he helped Leon win a couple of championships. And, uh, you know, he had definitely helped you. And, you know, the, the fact, the fact that he's still being called up is, is just, you know, I mean, if he's, if he's that good, then yeah, let's, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm getting to the point where I just, I don't have a problem with it at all. Neither do I. I, I know I'm probably in the minority. I, I'm, I'm convinced that he's going to go to Russia. The thing about Rafa is that, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, it, 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 he's it just it's just it's just showing you how good he is that he's you know in his late thirties, and still nobody does what he does better than than than, than he does in Mexico. And I think the just the the influence he has on the on the on the rest of the team is just still I think they still kind of look up to him. He is he is the. Uh, do you think he's a good cop or a bad cop? I think he's. A bad I think he's cop. a good cop. Really, I think he's a bad cop. Really, okay. Yeah. Quiet bad cop, maybe. He doesn't seem like he's all that outspoken, like loud. But maybe it's just a. Uh, maybe I'm not. Maybe I don't see it all. Obviously. It's interesting. Joel is uh, Rafa a good cop or a bad cop? I'll say bad cop. He's he's steering the pot right now, with his players' union. I'm surprised he's he's uh. That he got called know, up. <laughs> yeah, I'm expecting him to get blacklisted. You know, uh, it's a very sticky situation. I mean, I understand. Uh, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I do understand that both that the, that the players. You know, I mean, they they, they should get a, a a say in how much. But uh, it's uh, yeah, just uh, you know the time and everything else. It's just it's a very. Uh, It hasn't gone well for folks. I'll just say that they have tried this in the past. Yeah, but you know, John, overall, because overall in Mexico, they get paid pretty good, even at the youth levels. So you but, have. But, but it, has, it has nothing to do with how much they get paid. It's, it has it has more to do with administration. But yeah, and, not and the money. That's that's where because yeah because you you see players like La Chofis, you know and they're like nineteen and they're already supporting a family of three. You know, with with their with their uh, youth player wages, he has a you know he has a family and then he has the side girls. So I, right. I think that's why a lot of times some of these players don't you know don't progress as much. Do you guys think the teams have an obligation to produce players? No. I think it depends on the team. I think if the, if the team is uh, if 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 it's part of their philosophy, then yeah, they have an obligation because that's what they do. 
because I, I heard this argument being um, made, and I just I, I don't feel comfortable with it. I don't agree with it, I, and I don't see how you can expect a, a team who doesn't directly benefit from the national team expects them that are you talking they about have national, to national team players or just they're just players in general. Well, well, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm talking about Liga MX. You know, they're the players developing their own uh, talent for the purposes of improving. Because one of the arguments that I heard was that you know that that, that Pachuca should, can't be asking that much money for for Lozano because we haven't done anything in in, in on the world stage, or they haven't done anything like a, you mean to world go Cup. abroad. Well, to go abroad or just to, just in general, like how could they be commanding that much money? It was I'm like, well, why should they take less from someone outside of Mexico if if the market drives these these players' um, prices up? Well, then that's what they're worth to the owner of the player. I don't see why they. And what I was hearing is that you know they they should know that 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 the worldview of Mexican players isn't 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 at that level and that they're going to be they shouldn't be commanding such a high price i'm like well if you know that you can get 25 for chuki from chivas and at least, why would you and, take and at least why would you take PSV? 10 from right. from ajax it doesn't it doesn't make any sense and and to to put this obligation on the teams of having to 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 make the the the, the national that's, team that's great. Just from fans though, uh, Dan, you know. Well, I actually heard it on on the podcast the other day. And, and, from us? No, 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 no. The other podcast. Okay. Yeah. Let's say who did that. I didn't say that. Wait. The so they were podcast. saying that that the shouldn't be valued that high. I think it was Tom Marshall. I, I was, I think it was Tom Marshall that I was listening to, and he, and he kind of alluded to the fact that you know, like they, they, they can't be expecting that much money, and I just, I kind of just don't, I don't see how you could make the teams. No, I, I think have, have, the, have the interest of the national team in mind. It's like, well, yeah, oh. but you have to think long term, and it's like, well, no, actually, they have to think right now. They lose Chuki, they got nothing. Now they struggle to get into the playoffs without Chuki. They, 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 they stand a ton to lose. By letting their, their 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 best asset go on the cheap, um, I. But the thing you know, think about I guess I was just curious on what you guys thought. Is it? I I think I think that he's worth. I think that he could be worth between. I think fifteen million would be maybe a little too much, but I don't think that. I think, I think if he ends up going to Europe, he don't need to go to no PSV or or, or, or Porto. He he can go right to a. To a. A big, a bigger, like, like, like he would do. Really I guess. Well, well in, I guess my point is that I'm looking finally. at it from Pachuca's standpoint. They just sold a Pizarro for how much? Right. And well, you're going to take less for 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 Lozano because he needs to go to Europe. Well, you know that's why. Uh, now let me ask you this, Dan. So uh, Benfica had a chance to sell Raúl Jiménez for what was it, like 51 million to a, to a Chinese team. Yeah, and he said and, no. And that's exactly what I brought up last time, where I was like. Their team cannot be all that happy with them. They're like, you know, you better start scoring, dude, because we didn't bring here to keep you. We brought here. We brought you here to sell you for a lot more. Right. No, but they did buy him for a good amount. That's what I'm saying. So that just makes the investment that much greater. I mean, they're not hoping to keep him. No, but I think like a team like Benfica, um, 
if they if they pay that top money, they, you know, I don't think they're going to be in a hurry to sell you. Well, they should do it with, with but, younger but, players. But the thing is, it's it's not a hurry though. I mean, he's getting at that point. Yeah, but they paid twenty five. I mean, and I don't I don't think you could recoup your money at that point. Well, you talking about uh, Raul? Raul. Yeah. Yes. Well, they could have doubled their money. <laughs> no, yeah, from yeah, that's China. Insane. Like they can't be... on, unless he went on a scoring bench and he was just. But, but the thing well, is, that's, that's my point. That's club. my point. Like it, like China was ready to shell out a whole lot more than that. that like to, from from the club standpoint, I'm sure they were disappointed that Raul didn't take the money. Really, the promoter was. <laughs> Well, I think all parties involved. I mean, except for for Raúl, I, I think ultimately he was the one that's like, "Look, I don't want to go play in China." And he's I been, don't. He's been. I like playing since. in Champions League. I think that's what I think that's something that that that, that he wants, and which is why he he rejected the 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 offer. But not only that, but he plays well in Champions League. I mean, he 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 balls in Champions League. He plays absolutely. He, yeah, he, he. I don't. I I I was glad that that he stayed, but like that. The team lost. But the thing is that I, I, I will I will agree with you, Dan, that I don't necessarily think that it's up to the, 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 the club teams to produce national team players. I mean yeah, I, if, I think if, if they produce be... good players and they produce good players and that's and... I was looking at the this latest call up on the U fifteens. Right. I mean you could see it's pretty obvious who the teams what, what teams are doing the work. Like who is it? Pachuca Chivas uh, Pumas. And Santos. There, I mean, those are the names that the those are the teams that are currently fielding a lot of filling up a lot of those a, a lot of the those national those um, underage uh, uh, um, national teams. It's good to see that Santos has made that that made that commitment. Yeah, dude, they have a they have a, a, a no 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 they have a Ronaldo Zinadine. In, 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 the, in the in the U fifteen, <laughs> that's his name. Yes, the, the the parents were big fans of both players. They couldn't figure out which one to go with, so they gave them both. Ronaldo Sinedin. Yes, <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah, that is absolutely he's on the fantastic. He, he's supposed to be pretty good. No pressure though with those names. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, he'll be he'll that's like like like, <laughs> hey, like Michael Jordan Jr. playing basketball. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but that and but that those are decisions that those teams have made on their own because that's what makes them viable. It's not because. They want to make because they they feel compelled to make the national team great. I, I I don't I I think they're very two separate distinct things that sure one benefits from the other, but you can't put the the national if, team needs to take care of itself. If if the clubs produce players, then the national team will benefit. I mean that's just. But you know you know now 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 Pumas you know the, the one of their projects, one one of their long term goals is is to put. Five players from the from the cantera on the on. Is it the twenty twenty two team or the twenty twenty sixteen? Whichever one it is. Uh, one of those uh, that 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 to me is, uh, you know, it's what Pumas has done historically. So uh, you know, the, you know that, and to me, there's a, that is a a good goal for them to have because it's 
it's part of their philosophy. It's part of who they are. They know how to do it. They've, they've made, they've kind of, I watched actually a video about it today. Um, they posted a video about uh, how they're rejuvenating their cantera and, uh, and how they're making it a top priority. Again, they brought in the guy who, uh, who was this? Pumas. Pumas. Okay. Uh, they brought in, you know, a couple of, uh, of, 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 of Pumas lifers to, to come in to, uh, do things the way that they know how to do it. And they brought in a guy from uh, Villarreal, uh, a Spaniard to help them out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're doing it from like the 12 year olds on up and it's, uh, and they just, they've just decided to, to recommit their efforts to doing what they, what they did best. And, uh, you know, I, I've said it many times, at least since, you know, in the Liguilla era, uh, of, of Mexican soccer, uh, you know, consistently, uh, you know, the Mexico's best players, you know, every two out of three of them have come out of the Pumas Cantera. So, Mex- you know, if you're a fan of Mexican soccer, you want this to work well. I think it's always nice to see that the, the teams investing in in, in, in the youth to, to try to. It's it, to me, it just it's to me it's kind of shocking that all teams don't take that route at least on some level because I mean you're essentially potentially getting players for free. And potentially selling them for profit. Um, so seems the, like a no brainer. The problem, Dan, is, is you have to understand that Mexico is also an importers' league. So they're like, why am I going to waste money, you know, and, and time and effort cultivating a kid since he was fifteen when I could just go down to Paraguay and bring me a twenty-three-year-old who, who's who's already done and dusted, and it's going to end up costing me less. It reminds me of do that too. It reminds me of um, the comments that uh, Cesar Montes made. I'm not sure if any of you guys caught it, but apparently he said, like, you know, if you're good enough, uh, talking about the Mexican player and the, I guess, scarce, scarcity of, of, of Mexican player now with the new rules and, and that the, because the complaint's always that there's too many foreigners. And he, he basically went out there and said that, at least from what I read, it just briefly that, you know, if they're good enough, they're going to play. Talking about the Mexican player, right? And he was bitter about that. No, 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 he, no, no. He's saying. Were you like, bitter that, about that? Then, Joel, did, would that make did that embitter you? Obviously. No, not at all. I actually kind <laughs> of agree with it because I know a lot of people are against the ten eight rule because it's going to remove a lot of Mexican players. But what he's saying is like, you know, if you're good enough, doesn't matter. You're going to play, right? You just have to be good enough. I just thought it was so, interesting. But, but see, you you Perhaps end up with less talent in the long run because some players are late bloomers, so some of those guys aren't. Are never going to get the chance. Yeah, they're not going to get the chance because. It, well, it look just, at, look at this kid that just got the call up. The kid from Pumas that are uh, from Atlas Dan that you didn't know anything about. The the what's the guy named the Reyes Luis Reyes. Uh, he's, yeah, he's he didn't make his. This is from Atlas, another team that you know has. At least traditionally, been a more of an academy team. Didn't make his professional debut till he was twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah, that's it's a while. I mean, do you think that like like when he finally you know he was wearing the same uniform he was wearing as a U twenty? It was like the shorts were so short they're like John Stockton shorts, and <laughs> you know the shirts really tight. They finally gave his new uniform. Yeah, so so it's uh, you know that is Liga uh, Mekis for you, Howard. But let's get back to the Coppola. So I I I firmly believe that that because he's on these 
you know, you have to win now or, or you're, or you're gone part that, that, that he has to prepare for what's ahead of him. And, you know, the gold cup to him, I'm sure the gold cup is like, you know, the furthest thing from his mind at this point, because he has to, he has to get, uh, have a comfortable enough margin going into June for the, for the confed cup where he can just like play without any, without any kind of pressure. So that's what he's preparing for. So he didn't, you know, call up anybody crazy, you know, or, or, or try a whole bunch of guys out. You know, he's he's calling up who he knows, and 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 what he needs. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the strategy will work out. They're also gonna uh, train before the Costa Rica game in Cuernavaca, uh, which is, uh, for those of you that don't know, is the uh, quick weekend getaway uh, spot for Chilangos in Mexico City. So it's a little further down the mountain. And that's where they're going to do their training. Uh, now, Cuernavaca is uh, so it's not particularly far away from where they are, but I'm not particularly sure on what the uh, what the altitude is. We'll find that out here in a second. And that's and then he's understanding that that hey, all my all my guys play at sea level. It's going to be hard for us to play at the Azteca. So they're they're treating the Azteca the way that uh, that the visiting teams treat it when they come into town. So sh- should that be a huge clue that maybe you shouldn't play your games there? It's five thousand feet. Pinch it, Dan, and you're in your fast fingers. So it's five thousand feet. So that that's a little less than a mile. That's that's a less altitude than uh, than Guadalajara, and it's uh, it's twenty three hundred feet less than than even though it's it's still pretty far up there. It's twenty three hundred feet less than Mexico City. So they're they're treating the Azteca like a like 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 a like a foreign trip. They're going to train somewhere else and then drive the 50 miles or so in the town. When they can just go up to the Tamalera and play and play in Monterrey in front of a very loyal group of fans who would who would just make bonkers noise for them. And which is at 2,200 square feet. I looked it up. Please, somebody explain this to me why this is happening or why it's not happening. Joel, please. Talk me off a ledge, Hoyt. I don't know, man. It, it's difficult to understand some of the decisions from Federación Mexicana. Now we do we do I, have we do have some comments before uh, before you jump in, Dan. My apologies. Yep. No, no. Max Cosme, uh, thank you, Max, for listening. Says that uh, hopes uh, Rafa thinks about becoming a coach after his career. I think we can all uh, agree with that, but. He's got that pretty boy face, so uh, I'm thinking the chances uh, for him are going to be he'll probably uh, have a future in TV at some point. And uh, I'll say Lozano could probably do good at a mid-table team in Europe. I think Lozano's going to be a little bit better than that, personally. Sergio Cruz joins us, says that my child's name is Pele Maradona Blanco. <laughs> so no, no pressure for that. For that kid, either you know, so so uh, when you have kids, would, would you call your your boy Jose Manuel? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, no, he would it be <laughs> El Chepito. Chepito. <laughs> I have no idea on names, John. I just I'll just do it old school, old school Mexican style. You just go to the calendar. Whatever oh, Saint's whatever day, Saint day is. And then just, yeah. So you could end up with Isidro. Isidro. 
Melchor, whatever, you know. Right. Well, for Pony, but but wife uh, reject that one. Which one? Pony. Now you still have the uh, the you know we you we you you agreed, Dan, that you would uh, when Santos wins the championship that your 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 boy would get the the. the green I said if white. I got drunk, if I got drunk enough, I would. You mean you would just do it to your boy after 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 they win the green and white war paint on under, under the eyes? Oh oh, the war paint. I thought you meant the tattoo. Okay okay. Oh no no oh well, no. No the, the war paint. Yeah, I'll even post pictures of it for yeah. sure, dude. I'll I'll change my abbey and and have it. Be that. Well, if you did get a tattoo, you'd have to get it like on your neck, you know, right, right between your, your, you know, your chin and your collar, like, like, so you could like have uh, Santos like coming, like peeking out over your tie at the office, you know. Just so. Nothing says class like a nice yeah. uh, neck tattoo, or maybe have like like a, yeah, with like a Santos logo, but like all tattered and and have like a headed Borghetti zombie looking guy like flipping somebody off, you know, just 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 like peeking over your over your shirt. That, that's a good be, look. Yeah, it would be a good look. <laughs> it, it would indeed. Sergio also says that the uh, wasn't Pumas' goal. Uh, I said, I'm sorry, kind of like the goal to fill in Mexican player. Pumas' goal to fill in Mexican players. They were supposed to be an all Mexican team years ago. He's right. They did uh, make that commitment. So I guess he's laughing at their new proyecto that they have. And then Max also says that uh, since the league is so short, they need results fast. So I think clubs rather than buy would rather buy a proven foreigner than risks starting young Mexican that may or may not give them the good results, which is why they have Copa Mekis to see how these guys can. Uh... Yeah. Ultimately I think it's a cost issue. I mean, the, it's a lot cheaper for a lot of those teams to just hire someone from, from, uh, from South America. It's just a lot cheaper for them. They'll probably get a, a, an equal player or close enough for a lot cheaper. Where, where, where I, that's, that's where I think that if they do a union, that's where I think it would end up affecting Mexican players. How so? Because a lot, because then if you're in a union, you have to be guaranteed, you know, contracts, certain wages. But if they just go not necessarily, get I mean, they're, they're from abroad. There, there, there's a, there would be an agreement in place, but it wouldn't necessarily have to deal with wages or anything like that. But the, if they were smart, that the players abroad would be part of the agreement. Wait, so you saying? The foreigners would automatically be part of the Mexican. Uh, no, what I'm saying is, is that the agreement with with if there was ever a union, they would have to have you have to you would have to have some sort of set number of of, of foreign players that they're bringing, not the unlimited number they can bring in now. Wait, I mean, so it's, it's, it's something that could always record. be negotiated. But doesn't the ten eight also lend itself to eventually leading to decreased wages? It's like, hey, man, look, look, I'd like to keep you, but well, I mean, to, to me, I think that the, the players' union would be best to allow the players to freely move on their own, to go to go to whatever team they want. If, if they can accomplish that, then I think a players' union is worth it because I think that that's something that they that they should have, that they should have free agency. And if that means, you know, not just when their contract is up, you know, it's just if, if where when the contract is up, that they can go wherever they want, even outside the country. So, but uh, somebody is having uh, having a lot of fun. I'm going to say that's Fernando. 
he's he's getting the party going, man. It's uh... oh, that, those are my neighbors. Uh, is that what's oh, is that what it is? <laughs> they do tamborazo, tamborazo, tamborazo Wednesdays. Oh, I didn't mind it. It was uh, we do our uh, our Eeyore's birthday every year. The little thing where I serve beer in, in April, and there's a there's like a drum circle, you know, hundred, well, well, bigger than that, like almost like a thousand people. It's actually kind of cool. Yeah, you know I got I... windows closed. Drums beat gunshots. <laughs> so, do they do they practice at odd hours, uh, Joel? No, just Wednesdays. That's good. My neighbors weren't as kind. Oh they, man, they, they, they like they like to get that practice going on early, around seven or eight. We should uh, we should invite the tamborazo onto the podcast, Hoy, when you know have give a little like you know like a little two or three minute uh, break for us. <laughs> a word from our sponsors. That's right. That's uh, that's exactly right. Yeah, so, it's funny. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get any of that stuff now. I, I, it's a pretty quiet neighborhood I live in now, but it just reminds me of back home. Like, man. I used to have a tamborazo neighbor too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, it's, and then there's another. There's some garage band that was practicing. They would do it on Thursdays. It's almost like if they had an agreement. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they didn't want to like interrupt each other and get in each other's way. So it's like, you guys got Wednesday, we got Thursday. But that's cool, dude. Like around this time of night, that's not terrible. That's not too too bad. Anywho, sorry. That's all right. That's all right. It's always uh, you know, good tamborazo stories are uh, are always welcome. I have never lived uh, next to anyone where they would have a tamborazo, so I'm, I'm not. Uh, it's not an experience that I that I have had. Yeah, I, I grew up with, like with roosters and 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 banda practice, dude. Lots of it. And um, less than less than Joel, but I did experience the gunshots on a few on a few occasions as well. But it seems a lot less than Joel uh, seems to go through. <laughs> well, and it, my, my my gunshots never made it on on a podcast. They never. <laughs> <laughs> well, it only makes the podcast better when we have uh, sound effects. I'll just call them sound effects. <laughs> So Joel is uh, is uh, Osorio going to survive uh, to the to the to the confetti? Is he going to get the wins? Is he going to is Azteca going to be nice to him? Man, I've been I I've been wrong with my Osorio predictions. I've been off, dude. I'm well, almost... it, it, it's because you want him. You you want you expect him to fail. <laughs> he doesn't. No, I I don't expect him to fail. I just don't like how the team plays when we go up against. Quality opposition. So we play against too many weak teams. So we're, I think we're going to look good regardless. You know? Uh, but You have to uh, say, though, Costa Rica is a, a legit test, though, right? In Yeah. No, no, they are. They are. Uh, but, but they're expecting him to fail at Confederations. Just because they're saying he's going to get very little time with the, with the main team before traveling. But that, you know, honestly, I think that, that 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 that's good. I think I think that that's actually better. But I think that's a story for every team, though. Yeah, exactly. 
I, I don't see how that puts Mexico at, at a distinct disadvantage. I mean, what's the difference? They're, everybody's going to be doing their own thing. They're, they're not going to – when's Confederations Cup? Is it just about right after the season's in? No, it's yeah, right after, and then they had the lead up to the like, like their their prep games for the Confed Cup are two qualifiers, and they're at home, and it's against Honduras and against the U.S. So, if anything, I mean that puts Mexico at an at an advantage because they're going to have competitive games, you know, that that are just that they're they're going to they're going to be coming off uh, competitive games where they they should be in rhythm. Well, if anything. it's going to depend on on how they what their performance is in those. Yeah, that's true. Whether it's going to be an advantage or not, because <laughs> they got the U.S. or did they move that one? No, it's it's Honduras and the U.S. like like three days apart. But they moved the U.S. game, right? By well, a couple days. One I had heard that. Oh, well, I thought that. Well, the schedule I saw, and then they may moved it since. Was one is on Wednesday or th- like I think I think Wednesday. That's Honduras, and then and then they got smart. They're putting the, they're they're playing the U.S. game on Sunday. And if they move that one, then they're they're, they're more bendecal than I thought. But I mean, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I heard they moved it. Be- I heard they were trying to move it just because of the the proximity. I guess I don't know. Oh, so they were trying to move it back. I believe so. Well, they scheduled it for Sunday. As 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 as, as the last I saw, it scheduled for the the Sunday, whatever that Sunday so, is in June. I could be wrong though. Which which honestly, I think is uh, the best move they can make, and they played at noon. You know. <laughs> don't don't let the don't give the people enough time to get in cabronados. Before the game, and don't let them get drunk enough uh, to to just be belligerent and right. Exactly, yeah. So uh, that's. Uh, were that's, you were you okay with the list? Me personally, I was yeah. fine with it. I mean, there, you know, again, uh, I think the players that had to be there were the that were called up were, were you know guys that you wanted that you're expecting to see. At least get called up for the for the for the games coming up. Uh, we're on the list, so, so that to me was. You don't think the uh, the America defender is more deserving than Cesar Montes? Well, I think he knows Cesar Montes. I don't think he. I think he wants to see what this guy can do. I mean, I think Cesar Montes will get called up to the uh, the. I think I think Cesar Montes has proven his worth. This guy, you know, it's it's his chance to see what he can do. But has he gotten a call up? Cesar Montes, I think so. Okay. I thought he got called up uh, last year for for a molero. All right. Okay, I don't, I don't recall seeing him, but okay. Or or, or for the uh, for the um, the molero <clears throat> qualifiers where they'd already qualified, he may have gotten called up for those. That's correct. He was qual- called up. I don't remember which game, but I remember seeing. The- yeah, he was definitely called up though. Because remember, yeah, he was like one of the few guys that had a a good Olympics. Was uh, Cesar Montes. He played really well. He right. and, uh, and and whoever his partner with, they both played really well. It was Salcedo, wasn't it? Yeah, so so those, oh, like that. That's uh, and then Salcedo is in Fiorentina, and he's not playing right now because they've basically, you know, they tried him out. They see they saw what he can do. Now they're trying out another guy, and I guess they're going to decide between the two. Well, the thing that happened with with Salcedo was that he he was playing and he was starting. And then he had one game where his he his error directly contributed to a goal and to a loss, and uh, he seemed like he fell out of favor for a bit because he started writing a lot of a lot of pine after that. I I believe he got a start recently, so maybe he's kind of uh, getting out of the doghouse finally. Well, that's good. 
what I what I had read was that uh, they just uh, had signed a young Colombian defender, and they were just letting him play for a few weeks just to see what he could do, and that's why he wasn't playing at all. Oh, so maybe the, competition. Maybe those things are related. Well, this guy really sucks. We need to bring another one. Yeah, see what he can do. So <laughs> maybe they'll have a like a Spock, uh, Captain Kirk. Uh, I mean, I need, I, I need to. I need to have that music. Then I have to replace the new Chiva contra Chiva. It's the uh, you know what music I'm talking about, right, Dan? No. Oh my God! Seriously, you don't. Joel does. What Joel, you know what I'm talking about when Spock meets Kirk in the in, in the in the in the on the on the on the pit when they were gladiators in Star Trek. Oh man, I'm more of a Star Wars. Oh, you know, you know, that's like, that's like one of the classic. That's like probably the most classic scene in Star Trek. Oh yeah, I would just see the intro because of that little, that little, the theme song, and then I would change it. I'm surprised, one. You know, in what? fact, uh, you're you're a self admitted geek. I figured yeah, you'd for sure be a, a Trekkie on some level. Nah, Star Wars, because you know, it's war, dude. No, 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 I'm with you. you the war on the start, huh? I never understood the the Star Trek either. I, although I do like the new ones that that, that have come out. So you you didn't even watch uh, Wrath of Khan? No, no, no. The uh, the Next Generation. No, I, I, I only saw like the old ones, the the really old ones. With uh, what was, what was the guy's name? Uh, the actor. I, I always felt it was a little just too much too too nerd for me. I'm okay with being a little bit of a nerd, but not. I, I just, just remember. I just remember the fight with um, Captain Kirk and the the Green Lizard. Spock. With the costume. Oh, the lizard! Oh, yeah, when they fought that. <laughs> this this music. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So that was a Simpsons episode once where Homer and Barney were were, were battling to become the next astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> and one of one of the tests was them to fight like like Spock and Kirk and then we're playing that same music. <laughs> the same music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And have you guys ever seen uh the cable guy? Of course. Remember the cable guy when he does the music when they're in the medieval the medieval, the medieval times. Inn, the medieval times. You know what scene I'm talking about when he starts mouthing the music. Bah, 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 yeah, that's what he was doing. That's yeah, what he was doing. That's what he was doing that music. That, oh my god! You didn't know so that? Funny, dude. No. <laughs> no. No. Oh, that's so good. I'm gonna have to see if I can find that now. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah. It was. It was. Uh, it was uh, so. We need to. We need to add that to our uh, repertoire. No, nah, I, I pull that movie out every time I I played a one on one, dude. Any any kind of one on one, I had to bust out my 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 cable guy. That uh, movie is very underrated. It's a dark comedy. I mean, and and that's that's automatically gonna turn off a lot of people. Hey man, that guy. I don't know how he was seen as creepy. That that guy was a good friend. <laughs> he hooked him up with the rainbow package. That's right. Get some laid. He gets him. He gets him to perform in medieval times. He threw him a really good party. Made him breakfast. 
You know what it sounds like to me? Well, he needs to be the Chivas GM. I mean, with the culture that you were describing earlier, <laughs> maybe the cable guy is is, is, is what they need to uh, to get all that uh, all that fixed up. He could be the the Chivas TV guy. Yeah. So, are you are you driving to Vegas next week, or what? Are you are you Ubering all the way to Vegas? Oh, no, I'm driving. Yeah. I might carpool with with Juan. Oh yeah, how far is uh, Long Beach from uh, from your your? It's like twenty five minutes, depending traffic. Twenty five thirty minutes. But it's but it's the opposite way of where you need to go, though, right? Yeah, yes. but he could he could pass through me. So maybe he should pick you up. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think that that makes more sense. I'll pitch in for guys. You know, y'all should record your your conversation because I bet you you guys are going to get some like like <laughs> like level ten, eleven stuff. Chivas stuff, very, 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 like, 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 super wonky min- minutiae. You know, the wife told me that it, it turns her off, doesn't it? Going. Well, no, she says she's all right with me going, so I'm, 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 I'm like half uh, tempted to to just apply for for credentials, see if I can get it. And, well, you better hurry because I think just the, bust the deadline. Out. If the deadline is already it may have already passed, it might have. Okay, well, that that takes the pressure off then because. I was kind of half tempted, man. Who doesn't want to go to Vegas for, to watch a game? Yeah, we we would leave uh, the night before, and then just return after the match. Uh, see, you were lucky. I would have to come in. I would have had to have come in the day of, and then just leave the morning after. Oh, that's what I, I would have preferred. I would prefer what you guys do. No, because uh, one of the things is uh, we want to catch a training session in the morning. Okay. Who's training session? Who's training? Uh, Mexico. Oh, that training session. I thought they like had to go back to catch like some training session of one of No, 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 no. Uh, the pregame. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because they train like they do like they need like fifteen minutes where they, you know, basically you know stand in front of the goal and play fusilados. No, no, like sometimes they'll train um, the day of the game, but they'll train just like. You know, they're just warming up. When I was in uh, in France uh, before the uh, Eurocopa in 1992, France was in it, uh, and they would they would broadcast their training sessions on TV. And the way that France would train, well, at least for the, for what I watched, uh, they did it for like half an hour. Was it was fascinating. Was they had like a regular soccer field where they had the goals at either end, but then they had. Uh, and like four more sets of goals on, 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 on the bandas. So wherever they were on, on, on like, however they, they ended up playing, like, like they were, you know, basically playing in front of goal. And it just, it was absolutely fascinating to watch them. Uh, like they would either have to be they were like instantly offense or defense, you know, just depending on how it was set up or, or what the coach wanted them to do. It was, uh, it was cool. It was fun to watch. I'm not saying that Mexico's going to, you know, do something like that, but it was something I'd never seen before. What do they usually do, Howard? When, when you say they just like practice set plays, you know what? Um, a lot of the a lot of the the practices has have been closed. Like they'll they'll just let you in the first fifteen minutes, right? And what, and what, do, you, what just, do you see in those fifteen minutes? They warm up. Yeah, warm up or uh, <clears throat> someone's someone's like kicking balls at the keeper, or they're practicing like free kicks, just straight. You know, direct free kicks. Right. But you're, you're not you're not really gonna see like set plays or. Right. 
or like scrimmage because I because they don't want to give up the lineup. Especially against those uh, those tricky uh, Icelandics, <clears throat> the Icelandic folk who had a great story in the Eurocopa, as y'all remember, in in, uh, in France where they made it. Was it all the way to the quarters? Because they beat England in the round. Yeah, so all the way to the quarterfinals. It was. Uh, it was pretty cool to see them and then do their little uh, Viking cheer, which uh, I'm surprised. I'll be honest. I'm surprised. I thought that the U.S. Remember when they do it, Dan? The the the, the cheer. Because that's right up the U.S.'s alley. Which one? The Viking cheer, where they do the clap, the Viking clap, I guess, where they do the, like the like like what Iceland no. did. No, no, no. That's actually New Zealand. And that's it's an, that's a... it, it's an abor uh, aborigin um, chant. That no man, know. Iceland Iceland has their own thing too. Oh yeah, I know. Oh they oh I hope they do do that at the game. Oh my god, that'll be amazing. It's kind of funny that you mentioned though that New Zealand. I actually this whole time I, I kept thinking it was New Zealand that we're going to be playing. <laughs> it's actually Iceland. Well, that is the other. You know, usually the other option when they have when they have to you know find find somebody to fulfill the contract. But is it is it an, an Iceland Moleto team? I don't think we're getting. It is. Those. It's an Iceland Moleto team. It's not the one that that did well. It's a purely domestic side that because I guess most of their players don't play in. Well, a lot of the Iceland. Scandinavian leagues right now are on a break. That's why, like, usually, like the Denmarks and the Swedens and all those come to because uh, they'll play the U.S., they'll play Mexico, they'll play like they'll play like, three or four games. But uh, I guess uh, nobody came this time. Yeah, no, it's a non-FIFA date, so kind of uh, hard, I guess. Well, you know, as far as far as um, you know, you know what we what I, what I would want to see happen is I want to see uh, you know Chucky have a good game and I want uh, Pineda to have a good game because I do believe that you know you know hombre por hombre I would say that Pineda is probably one of the best Mexican players uh, playing right now anywhere on the planet. Where would he play in the in that four three three? God, that's that's what's just so frustrating. It's like it's like, dude, you, I mean, why on earth are you force feeding this formation? When you have the talent to do so many other things, it's just a killer. Would he be playing in Guardado's role? I suppose. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, who would you rather have out there right now? Would you rather have Guardado or would you rather have Pineda? I'd rather have Pineda. I don't want to have Guardado at all. So I'm, I'm open to just about anybody yeah. who who, who mean, shows some good form. Guardado had had not played well uh, in 2016. Um, you know, maybe things would be better for him, but. Uh, Pineda has, and and when when he does play for Mexico, he has done. You know, he he makes his presence felt, and that's. Um, I just like the fact that he's young. He's got a, a good spring in the step, and and just what are those? His great vision, slower man. and slower. Yeah, and he has yeah. great vision. That I mean, pass uh, was was that him? That, that yeah. Okay. Against uh, this over the weekend against Gareta, yeah, it was his pass. That was amazing. That that, that was just a beautiful goal. You know, Juan, I'm really surprised at you that you are not just like all over, you know, like you're not an or- Orbelino already because he is, he is terrific. You know, Chivas had, a, they had a, an opportunity to have signed him. Well, they did sign him. He's on your team now. Oh, I was thinking, I was thinking Peralta. <laughs> I don't know why. I was thinking uh, Oribe Peralta. Uh, Orbelino, yeah, no, he's, he's a good, he was a good, uh, you know, it was a good catch, which goes, you know, goes back to uh, 
with Buse. I really doubt he wanted to get rid of him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, they they took apart his team. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah. I could see uh I could see him being in the club for a long time. Chivas. Yeah, before before they uh before they end up selling him, which I think was is a uh, could 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 possibly happen. As uh, that's the one thing though, like you know, once once they start getting called up, that that's naturally what what, what tends to happen. Like they they start, and Chivas seems like they're a selling team lately. When it comes mm-hmm. to guys that are viable, uh, it's it's curious. Is is, is um, it's a good way to to, I guess, elevate the name of your team if 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 you're constantly. Pushing people out to Europe, you know. I think um, I think Chivas got uh, got a little cheech drunk. I think that they, you know, they they saw that they you know kind of struck gold with with Chicharito as far as not not, not so much that they sold him, but that he was such a successful sale that uh, that they thought that they would dig it, but just you know just you know all of a sudden become this factory where all these like Odises and all these guys kept going out. And uh, I don't necessarily think it's it's really worked out for them. Because it's not really something that they're set up to do all that all that much. Well, I guess if you were to ask the fans, I think they'd think it's great because it, in theory, would help the national team because they'd be playing at a higher level of soccer. But I'm with you, man. Like, the, like I guess, like lately, my my my, my outlook is not not so much changed, but I guess I kind of understand where these clubs are coming from. I mean. It's like, yeah, like we sell them to, so they can go do a bigger and better, but where does that leave us? It's it's not exactly easy to replace some of these players. Right. But um Yeah, Pineda, Pineda, I'm 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 starting to drink the Kool-Aid on that one, John. Well, I mean, he's just uh, you know, he and the thing about uh and I'm hoping that he'll get maybe at least at least a, a taste of the Gold Cup is uh is 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 La Chofis and I, and I, and I say it only because no other Mexican player is play it plays the way he plays. Well, he's got that rare talent of the one v one. I mean, that's yeah, and he also has vision too. I mean, then that's uh, you know he he can be a, just a, an absolutely just a, a devastating player. And he's a pretty decent finisher, it looks like. So I mean, yeah, I, 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 I'm. I'm surprised and slightly disappointed he wasn't called up. Yeah, I was too. What's uh, up with that? Why wasn't that trophy called up? He's starting now, ain't he? Surplus to requirements, John. What kind of requirements? Yeah, I mean, but just like besides besides um, Lozano, who do you have that's really dynamic in that list? Gio, who's hasn't played in like months. Yeah, but I mean, and then when you go to the first team, I don't, I don't think uh, I don't think Chofis could bench anyone right now from the first. Do you think? La, I mean, I think Lachofis would be an excellent addition to the Gold Cup. No, yeah, I, I I think he has he has that potential. He brings he brings that extra, you know, that element. Yeah. Well, it's just that element, though. Well, is 
rare. That's that's the thing that I'm impressed with is that that like. Yeah, he's the only player, the lead Mexican player in the league that, that is doing what he's doing. But but you know also, sometimes they negotiate with the club uh, to see how many players they could they could take. So sometimes they won't they won't allow because uh, this is non FIFA date. Well, that's no, what happened no, with this no, one. No, no, yeah, no, that's no, true. No, 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 no. The Gold Cup is an official tournament. No, no I'm saying, I'm choice. saying, why trophies didn't. Well, he's saying in this oh. particular call up, there's a lot of players that were like weren't allowed to leave. Like Oribe Peralta wasn't allowed. Yeah, yeah, and I think trophies could have been one of those. Uh, so I mean, yeah. Do you think trophies was intocable? <laughs> or, or probably he said, uh, "Yeah, you can only take this." This amount. I mean, honestly, to me, you know, the Chofis is the kind of player that, uh, that in you know, twenties, like in late twenty, you know, maybe he, you know, comes in and has a major impact on the hex, you know, you know, later in the hex, and then it becomes that like like that that super 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 hot player that you can't you can't or whoever it is that you can't ignore. I mean, if it was him, it would be fantastic just because of what we just described. And, because he, and this is where Chivas is missing out on on not being able to play Libertadores. Absolutely. Because that would have been a huge, uh, just, you know, boost for, like, a player like Trophies, uh, Chich benefited from Libertadores. Not only that, that I mean, you know, Libertadores is, 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 is a tournament that's made for guys like that because so many guys want to play like that, and so, you know, which makes defenders want to, you know, defend the guys. So just, it just, it just, it's, just, it's just one gigantic, you know, 1v1 tournament. Ultimately. Yeah, you're, you're – your price would automatically increases if you if you do get in that tournament. Right. You know your value just goes up. You're you're more proven now, because like overall, like you know as good as Mexico League is, uh, it's still not not seen as. You, you know, even though you could be doing good, it's, you're still not gonna get as much credit. I think it's not. Playing. I don't know. I I. I might be in the minority here, but I, I don't see a huge difference between the Brazilian and Argentine league. The difference is the fact that they've won stuff on an international level, but the leagues now, I think it's more circumstantial the reason that Mexico hasn't won one. It's not because those teams are that much better. I'd say that those teams were better on that particular day. I mean, I, I mean, they, they certainly uh, can, can stack up. With, with with any team in, in, in South America. They've proven that. Because, I mean, I still think right now, like, Tigres blew it. I mean, that, that team should have won it. You know, Absolutely should have won it. No doubt in my mind that that, that they just choked. They ruined their, their a perfectly good chance of, of lifting the most prestigious trophy that they, that they could lift. Yeah, and, and also they, you know, they played players they had just brought in. They only had like what was it like a month or less, right? With well, some uh, of them, yeah. Gignac. No, the, the Jurgen Dam, Gignac, and Aquino. But they had already gotten to that point without them, though, hadn't they? Yeah. So they that's had. why. Yes. That's why they, they played them. I, mean, um, I think uh, uh, Gignac only played one, you know, the final, and that was it. He came in right in the final. And that was part of the thing too that that I thought was probably at a disadvantage for Tigres, or I mean, well, I guess it depends. But I I just don't like the way that was set up. The the finals played like months later. It seems like. Well, they always. I mean, they always break it up like that. Is they'll, they'll they'll go through the. 
you know, up to the quarters, whatever it is, and then they take a break and then they come back and play the, the rest of the tournament. Although I don't think that that happens. I think that, that only happens in World Cup years, to be honest with you, because um, if I'm not mistaken, I may be mistaken. I don't know. The practice is still going on strong, I can hear. <laughs> it stopped and then it, you know, it, it took a break <laughs> and it just came back on. You know, and, and, and Pumas last season they they ended up losing in, in quarterfinals to uh, to the Ecuadorian team in the Independiente del Valle. And I mean, they, you know, they had that game won. You know, they were they were going to make the semifinals. They had a chance to make the final, and it uh, it didn't work out. It was unfortunate. But uh, I have to admit, I'm very happy with with Valencia. Pumas is in second place. And you got to make his, they're, they're tied for first on points, but second on uh, on goal differential. They've, uh, they've they've played well. They're doing it with the youngsters. They got some good uh, refuerzos, and I'm hoping that the Pumas will uh, at least challenge for the, or at least make the semifinals for the Coca Champions. That'd be great if they could win the first first leg. Then who knows what could happen? They could they, they could beat anybody in that tournament. So. Hopefully, uh, hopefully things will work out uh, for, uh, for 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 Pumas. Your Pumas have been great, man, and I'm really pleased with with the work that Palencia has done. He's quickly proving that he's a legit coach for sure. Uh, Fernando, I have to ask you, what is going on? Did the, the the bad discipline that haunted America for so many years? Did the fantasma just move up north and? Uh, <laughs> And then start haunting uh, Rayados because all you guys do are just it, it's a it's a it's a roja after roja after roja. What's going on, man? Yeah, the, I was watching that game this weekend. That was terrible. That was that was like instant roja right at the beginning of the game. It's, it's just ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you could say uh, that Turco brought that. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Go ahead. He brought, he brought that bad America, Americanista. No culture, whatever it is. I don't know. I really don't know what's going on, but they do need they do need a new shakeup in leadership. I stand by what I said last week. Oh, Sorry Jesus Christ. <laughs> you found it. Found it. <laughs> uh, well, so do you, are, are you still bullish on your on your uh, on your on your Royal? So they are they still going to do well, or are you just like? Time for the coach to go. Well, the coach should have already been gone. But, you know, the, the only thing you can do for now is just hope for the best. So he's a dead man walking. To me. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's on the green mile. He's, 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 it's, it's a, and so you want Vuce to come back. I would like Vucevic. Why did they ever fire Vuce in the first place? I've, I have never understood that. He had some uh, bad streak of results. Who cares? I know. I don't know. I have no idea, but that's just the way it goes. Sometimes. And, and remind me, uh, how many championships has Monterrey won since Buset was fired? Uh, zero. <laughs> and how many championships did he win for them when he was coach? Was it three? Well, he won uh, one league title and three uh, Conca Champions. No, he won more than one. He won like two or three league titles. No, he won one. 2009. Uh-huh. No, dude, they won in 2011. He won. He won two or three for. That's why they were in Conca Champions, dude. Yeah, they won three in a row. That's why. 
three in a row. That's why they kept going over and over. They just kept like failing at the club's World Cup. They did do that. To be fair, though, everybody mostly has failed miserably at the World Cup. Except uh, La Volpe, but that's another story. That was a. Well, you want to talk yeah, about it was a complete fail. You you, you always La Volpe? you always complain. Uh, Fernando, for teams that that, that that bunker and park the bus, did you did you watch that game between Club America and Real Madrid? Hey, uh, I, did yes, you watch I, it? I, yeah, hey, John. I, yes, I got Bus's, uh stats with Monterrey. Yeah, hit me. Uh, two first division titles: uh, 2009 Apertura and 2010 Apertura. Right. One Interliga, which was the one to qualify for Copa Libertadores. That was in 2010. CONCACAF Champions League, 2010-2011. Yeah, three years in a row, from 2010 to 2013. And uh, FIFA Club World Cup, third place in 2012. There you go. And yeah. I believe that was the World Cup uh, where Teca, that was like the Tecatito debut. That was where he scored a goal against Chelsea, if I'm not mistaken. When, what to year make did it, you to make it the one With uh, Querétaro when they had Ronaldinho? <laughs> Was that, that like was, uh, 2014 or 2015? I think it was 2015. Man, this guy is pretty much every year, every two years, he's, he's you know, disputando un campeonato. And... He gets fired right after that. Yeah, I think that was a mistake to let him go, but he was going to go to the Mexican national team anyway and get fired again. <laughs> when was he? Oh, well, well yeah, yeah, we got... Uh, Get the boot after like two games. I think that was unjustified. Well, they were, they were, they were, it was after two because he he won the Panama, uh, yeah, because he won the Panama game. Well, they were in full, you know, and they were in full panic mode. And and, and what do, what do, what do weak people do when they're they're like, they they want to, uh, you know, they want to show, hey, you know, this is, you know, we're we're in charge here, so we're going to do this. So they they want to exert some power. And uh, that's the only thing they know what to do. Yeah, because it was Vucetich's fault that Chicharito missed an open net. <laughs> whiffed, whiffed at an open net. That was terrible. So let's let's uh, keep hey, keep reminding. This this guy won with Tecos, man. I, I didn't know he was a coach. Yeah, he won with Tecos. He won with Leon. He, <laughs> he, he could win with Tecos, man. He's won like fifteen tro. He's won fifteen trophies. Vucetich. He's he's he's. Technically, Vucetich got Mexico qualified to the. To the, what is it called? To repechaje. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Sorry for that. That was a little late on that. Um, yeah, so I mean, the, the, the fact that he, like you said, Joel, that, that it was unjust and. You know, obviously they were trying to make it. You know, and it may be that he wasn't happy there either. So maybe maybe he was uh, he was welcoming. Hey, man, you know, I'll stick around for as long as you need me. But you know, I need to move on. So who knows? Does it, who knows? Does, it does it bother you that uh, um, Fernando that that Diga seems to be really, really, really outshining your um, your uh, rayados? You know, like it, it, it's gonna happen if they're gonna be opening their wallet. You know, 
they they really went all out and bought all kinds of good players. I'm not gonna. Yeah, but the Rayados do that all the time. That's the Rayado way of building a team too. Well, you know, the last the last big signing was El Chupete, and since then they haven't really had a big signing. So if they haven't had a big signing since then, you're 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 and in the meantime, Tigres is buying up the, you know, from Europe. Of course, you're. Are you you're talking about Monterrey? Yeah, they have the they have the second most expensive squad behind Chivas. I know. No, but... behind behind Tigres. <laughs> no, actually, well, the point is that what I'm saying is that that yeah, I I can understand why Tigres are getting the results because they're they're actually opening their wallet. Monterrey did the same though, man. They're doing they're they're all, they're spending just like Chivas too. They're, Monterrey they're... is always but Monterrey is always spending. I mean, that's just at least. You know, in recent history, for sure, that's, that's just what they do. But look at it this way: when was the last big signing? No, no, Cardona is not really that big of a signing. Well, I mean, they had him. They had Dario Moreno. They tried to. So, I mean, they 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 just haven't had the. Uh, I mean, they didn't strike gold like they did with Chupeta. I mean, you know, if any one of those guys would be great, you say who was the last? You know, other than Carmona, what was their big signing? That you know what I'm saying? So, it's. Uh, I think before that, it's going to be Chupete. Honestly. Well, the uh, the one they, that had the most impact for sure. Yeah, they haven't had anybody that equal, you know that 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 guy was just amazing. He's part of the Monterrey history now. You know, I yeah. think they even did a like little retirement. Like, do you call Do you call one of your boys Chupete? If I ever had another kid, I'll consider it. First what about one, What about a dog? Calling your little dog Chupete. I had a cat called Nettie. Did you really? Yeah. Uh, did did, uh, did did Nettie have like a like a good first impression and then like disappear? He actually <laughs> the cat the cat they run away. <laughs> they run yeah. away, man. They got a better offer from the Ukrainian family a few blocks down. <laughs> that yeah. is pretty freaking hilarious. <laughs> you named your cat Mary. Yeah, they ran away from you. <laughs> you did, man. That should have been a sign for you, Fernando, did it? That, that 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 things were not. Uh, They're not to put your trust in Nary Castillo. <laughs> yes, I did have a cat named Nettie. He was a black cat too. Once Poor you go guy. Black, once you go black, you never go back. I never had another cat since then. Poor guy. He just uh, couldn't get over the death of his parents. Yeah. So very unfortunate. I would say he had um, more underlying issues. Well, he did, but you know that that was obviously something that just that that, that, that was a catalyst. Him. I think that yeah. Uh, that yeah, yeah. He just wasn't able to snap out of it. It was just a, very unfortunate for him. Boy, he did. Uh, he was quite the little uh, mayfly, though, wasn't he? When he when he first came out, Woo! that Brazil game is going to be remembered forever. <sighs> yeah. That goal he got was pretty pretty dope. Yeah, it was a uh, that if was pretty any- amazing. If anybody's ever going to look up the the phrase Mexican greatness, they will see a reference to that goal. It is definitely uh, definitely up there. There's no there's no question. You know we uh, we do we you, we take a were bow. You, were, were you on the bandwagon, John? At first, oh yeah, because I mean because I mean because of that, I mean I wanted I wanted Nettie to be like the twenty third uh, pick for the the two twenty ten World Cup. I wanted him to be the wild card. I, 
I, I, I remember telling my friend, I was like, you know what, man? This team is so good, and all we need is someone just to push the ball in. And this guy's it. I was I, – I, I thought he was it. No, I mean, he had – and then he played well against uh, – they played Nigeria, and he played well against Brazil in a friendly. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just, you know, he, 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 he chased the money and uh, – you know, just a terrible situation. Yeah, the, 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 the guy had the guy probably still does had issues, man. Like he just and wasn't able to sort them out. Kind of one of those tragic stories. Yeah, it's uh, it was just it's, it's just a very unfortunate that he couldn't get his uh, his head around. Yeah, for for whatever the reason. Yeah, he just he he wasn't able to to to, to overcome those. So. And then when he was playing for Rayo Vallecano, he had like in twenty like in early twenty fourteen, he had a doblete. And I mean, the the Netty fanatics came out of the woodwork. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, they came out, they came from everywhere, and we're like, you know, maybe, maybe Netty needs to be considered for the World Cup too. Just just because he scored two goals. Because people think he's back, you know. You know, this is the Nelly that were. I thought that Ugo would be able to uh, rescue him in Pachuca, but it just didn't. It just didn't happen. You know what? That was that right there is solid proof that Ugo got lucky to catch him at that point where he was when Nelly was like shiny. If, if Nelly wasn't wasn't in the picture, Ugo would have. You know, this is where a lot of your. I don't know what to call it. Go, go, goes to crap though because. Dude, you hate Ugo. you 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 hate Ugo, man. But he gave your boy the the, the chance that no one else did, man. I'll tell you this: any <laughs> any coach would have been crazy not to cap him. If you, you know, you know who you know who didn't cap him? La Volpe, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, he, but I don't. I not don't only know. that, but he, but he actually La Volpe and, and Nettie refused. Ugo convinced him. That was the best thing Ugo did. Well, it was the coach. Was he convinced Nettie to play for Mexico? Yeah, because at, at that point the press was against him and kept bringing him in. Yeah, because yeah, of all there was like because there of had been a campaign. And don't you remember Hector Huerta and, and like like every six weeks on Picante would grab a file. And go, this is the proof I have to show that that that, that the FMF paid uh, <laughs> Neri Castillo to play for Mexico. And here's he would never show up, but he always had the full. Here's here's the proof. It's right here. It's in it's in this full. Here's the contract right here. No, I think but he would never show it. They should have taken him to the Olympics. Because they were in Greece, uh, right? And he didn't get called up. I, I always surprised me. Or it's it's because he refused the call. It's because uh, he did not uh, at that time want to do it. It was uh, it was unfortunate for him that, that 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 happened. But he did get you know Ugo did convince him. Remember he then would he came over, and they were playing the U.S. in Phoenix. It was Ugo's first game. And then he ends up like getting hurt in practice, so he doesn't play. And then the oh, U.S. Yeah. wins two nothing because Mexico had, I want to say like 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 eight or nine unbelievably good chances to score and didn't score any of them. And the U.S. wins two zero. I mean, it was just you know just your typical uh, Mexico game where they dominate possession, create a ton of chances, don't score, and let the other team beat you on the counter or on a set piece. Just. Classic Mexico game. 
And then he didn't play, and then and the, and the crowd's like, well, why did he come all the way over if he didn't play? And then for the next call up, he uh, he you know he didn't make it or like I forget what happened. But then he came for a Copa Oro and and Copa America. They had a video of him putting the moves on Osvaldo, where he like he shook him out of his jock so hard that I think he pulled his groin. Osvaldo did, and he was mad actually. I don't know if he knew he was on video, but he was not happy with Nenny that he put that move on him on a practice field. It was very funny. And so, yeah, we thought that he was that he was going to be the, uh, the 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 greatest, you know, the the greatest thing that had ever happened, and it lasted three weeks. Yeah, but they were a glorious three weeks. Never forgotten. It's like one of those things when, like, it's like a shooting star. It's so beautiful. You're enjoying the moment as you see it, and then it's gone. You remember it forever. Yep, that's exactly right. Santos, Chivas, Joel, best case scenario for you is, frankly, any result because you're happy if Chivas wins, you're happy if they draw, and you're happy if Santos wins because then you, you're, you'll be upset about Chivas, but you'll feel better because Chepo won. So, Something like that, John. So you can you can just watch the game with, 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 with clear eyes and a full heart, and you just, just won't be affected by it at all. So it's just... You need to walk just just for pure entertainment purposes. Are you going to ask for a prediction? I am. I am going to ask. Joel, who uh, who who wins the game? It's a it's a draw, John. It's a draw. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Look, is there look, a is there a late winner game. or is it a, or is a is it a well contested draw or a late equalizer? It's played February fifth, right? Four days from now. But she was had the brilliant idea of scheduling a friendly against Boca Juniors. Uh, it's a very cringe-worthy uh, advertisement. When is that game? The, the battle the, for uh, the battle to to, to to see who's the titan of of, of the Americas or something. Batalla, batalla de gigantes. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, but they're playing tomorrow. So they play in uh, Copa Mekis tonight. They're playing tomorrow. Then they're playing Santos Sunday. But it's a last. It's a late game. It's Sunday at six. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I think that I think Chepo could take the draw. Yeah. So 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 Chepo would 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 firmar a draw without any problem. Yes, sir. Yes, he would, man. I I think the one the one thing that he's probably counting on is for Furch to. Uh, Wake up. Start firing up. Yeah. Daniel San, how yeah. do you how how do you feel about this uh, about this particular match? Uh I'm feeling good about my team right now, actually. And it wouldn't surprise me if they surprised the the Chivisas and took away a win. Wow. So you have the full three points from uh from Dan. Interesting. I do. I I I I kind of do think they're going to pull it off. Fernando, who is uh Monterrey going to be down to ten men against this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You know there, there needs to be something done about these uh, refs, seriously. But I don't know. Well, anyways, um, so you're so you're blaming the refs now too? That's very interesting. They they play the cocktail away. What what do you what do you mean blaming them now? 
I just, I just, I just find it interesting that uh, that the, you're 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 excusing your players' boorish and uh, frankly uh, uh, violent behavior, dude. That on the refs. That supposed codazo wasn't even a codazo, man. From last. Dude, the elbow contact. He knew exactly what he was doing. He 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 made it look like it was an accident. It was it was it was it was, it was a classic. It was a classic move. It was a classic move. No man, that was that was so we're exaggerated by the other person. I think he stayed there in the ground for a while. Yeah, because he really wanted to sell it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, I'm because uh, I'm I'm going to make sure this guy gets red carded. I'm going I'm going to lie here motionless for five minutes because I just got elbowed in the face. <laughs> just to make sure that this guy gets gets the uh, gets the red card. So, are there, so is this is this streak going to be over? So, you want you want Mohammed, you want him gone. You want him gone yesterday. You want Busetich back so that your boys can go back to to celebrating the way that they love. So uh, you wouldn't be able to get him this this tourney, though, right? Why not? I think they have a rule where uh, oh, you, you already do. if you already coached the team, you have to wait till the next to the next tournament. You can't jump. No, so I would I would have to have to put it in Terino and then bring him in for the next one. So Monterrey goes to uh, Necaxa. What uh, what do you think there? Three points, or, or do you want him to lose so that your boy can finally give? Are, are you at that point? Have you become so bitter nah, that you now want your team to lose so they can fire I, the coach? I'll never get to a point with any team. I don't want my teams to ever lose just for my own agenda, whatever. So, so for your okay, well that's good. So, so, so despite your own personal feelings, you you still want the team to do well, even though that you know that your feelings would be more satisfied. <laughs> if other things happen. So you I'm put not, your own personal not, satisfaction aside for the good of the team. I'm not a malinchista like, oh, I hope Mexico gets eliminated from the World Cup so they can get rid of La Volpe or all of the crap that people have spewed. I want Mexico to win. I want Monterrey to win, no matter what the circumstances. In the end, I want the team to to make the, get the objective. That's a good answer. That is, that is, uh, that is uh, frankly, very... Uh, Wow! So I must so feel like Kurt, I need to play like patriotic music. So Kurt, <laughs> when Chepo returns to the national team, which he will, he he's won't. going by the history of of coaches with La Selección. Uh, you're gonna support him. I supported Hugo, who was even much oh. bigger trash. So I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna support whichever is on the on on you know on the bench for Mexico. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm not like that. That's not, that's not my character or the way I, I deal with things. So you will, you will, like you mentioned earlier, regardless of what the situation is, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm behind my, my team 100. percent I'm behind my team. I'm gonna talk trash. No matter, no more. matter how much bile I have to swallow down. <laughs> yes, how much throw up. I am I am behind my team. That's I, that's very admirable, Fernando. I I, I applaud you. I me, me pongo de pie y me quito el sombrero, señor. <laughs> I don't think I can uh, swallow much throb after I seen Hugo destroy our team years ago. But. Yeah, the, the 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 one guy who brought who brought the player that was so good that for five years, five years, 
Hey, you, you, you. I, I look at it the other way around. He, uh, Ugo got lucky. We're his biggest cheerleader for five years. We're his biggest cheerleader. <laughs> you know what, Ugo? You're, you're exact. You're absolutely right. Ugo did get lucky, but 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 Ugo did the one thing that the other coaches couldn't do. He he convinced them to play. Whether he whether he got lucky or not, you know the whole team got lucky that Eddie came. I mean he I mean he was terrific. Yeah, yeah, I he do was, agree. Uh, he burned very bright. Of that, there's no question. Ah, going back to that. So, so, so Santos so Dan says win, <laughs> or it says draw. Pumas plays Pachuca, and it's actually uh, so. Who knows what's going to happen there? I would love for them to win that, but I will again happily take a draw against Pachuca. There's no question. And, Where's and the game? It's in uh, Seoul. You win. Well, I hope. I mean, honestly, I really. Um, no, uh, the the teams are very even. I think. Uh, I think uh, Pumas has proven already that they're that they're going to be. Wait, what? Wait, what? I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, the team's being even. Yeah, I don't think Pumas is quite there yet. Pachuca has a solid squad. I disagree. Playing together longer and. I think they've had some questionable results. I I think Pumas has proven already, or at least shown at least that that they're um, serious contenders this year. Yeah, but they I think. Well, I agree, but they haven't really played anybody yet, so this will be a good test for them. I mean, they played Cruz Azul, which is always a hard game, and they won't. Which they don't usually beat Cruz Azul, so it uh, it'll definitely be uh, a, a good test for. For Pumas, and then of course, uh, you know, we can't uh, do a podcast without uh, without forgetting to mention Cuba America. And I think they were losing two zero. Did they lose to Tacoras there at the end? Yeah, three three two, I think. Oh, so they made it. They made it. I got to tell you, man, Copa America. Unfortunately, I can't watch it right now because uh, that's that's with Michele Año, man. He he beat Santos. Now he beat. Uh, now he beat America. And it was uh, Sergio Napoles. Is that the Gusano? The Gusano Napoles that scored? Or is that no, something no. different? No, no, that guy is long retired, man. Yeah. So could it be, could this be the Gusanito? Well, I don't know about that. El Gusano Napoles. That's such a great name. Well, anyway, so back. So, so uh, that's good for them. Let's take a look here. So America will be playing. Um, Morelia. So, Morelia is in the, in the in the tough part of their schedule. That's you know how long they can survive. Oh, there is a duelo de seis puntos though between Veracruz and, and Chiapas. That's a huge game. That's why that's easily the biggest game of the weekend. Chiapas has it, man. Chiapas isn't going down. Hey, so I'm reading I'm reading up that La Volpe's excuse for losing today was perdimos por goles muy circunstanciales. Here, the, when they asked him, this is oh wait. Is that uh, La Volpe? Yeah, La Volpe. Yeah. Is he said. Okay. Yo siempre digo que el fútbol algunas veces, en mi punto de veces, en mi punto de vista, es como un ajedrez. That's why he lost. <laughs> he says hey, that well, well, you need to say this in that accent. Perdimos por goles muy circunstanciales. Perdimos por goles muy circunstanciales. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> Someday I'm going to... I'm gonna be like you, man. Someday. How's that? I want to be able to do that La Volpe impersonation. That's fantastic. Oh, is it? I, I just, I mean, I just, I guess I didn't realize it was. 
I think it, you just. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> it's, it's it's not hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's what I picked up on. And just and just just pronounce the the a is like like jeux, and that's uh you know that's all you have to do. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! All right, boys. Well, I um, I do have to drop off. Yeah, but, I do um, too. Actually, it's uh, this is this has been fun. Uh, another another great show here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, we did meander a bit, but I think we kind of held it together for the most part, which is what our, our goal is here. So uh, thank you guys uh, for joining us. We did have some uh, participation on the chat, so I do want to thank uh, Max Cosme and Sergio Cruz for for commenting tonight uh, uh, on, our, on our on our many folks that uh, that tune in to this live and then listen to us uh, on iTunes in the in the podcast center. My name is John Jagu. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Dan, thank you for joining us. I guess Dan My pleasure. Has... Oh, good. Well, thank you, Dan. And uh, Joel, uh, are you going to join the tamborazo when it's done? No, sir. I, I go to work tonight. All right. Well, uh, have a have a safe and happy day at the office. Fernando, I uh, hope uh, your your boys can uh, can uh, can stay clean this weekend. All right. Let's hope so. And uh, of course, uh, want to thank everybody else uh, who. Uh, participated and joined and listened here in the Cantina Mickey's podcast a uh, big uh, big weekend uh, here in the states super bowl weekend so uh, enjoy that as well and of course enjoy all the soccer cuz uh, we get soccer almost every day of the week so uh things to be thankful for thank you guys for listening and uh, we will talk to you guys next week